0: Thank you. Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast. Look at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. I'm your host, Darren Mooney, and joining me as always is my co host, Andrew Quinn. How are you, Andrew?
1: I'm very good, Darren. How are you this, uh, this evening? Um, konnichiwa. Is it konbanwa? If it's the, the evening time, I'm not sure.
0: I have learnt what? not to even oh, attempt to pronounce I foreign th- languages. What
1: was it in the Truman Show? Oh, hi, was I, In case I don't see you, Konnichiwa and Kumbhanoa. <laughs>
0: Um, but yes, so I, to answer your question, Andrew, I am feeling conflicted. Um, you know, we've reached a point on the 250 where we have covered every Hayao Miyazaki movie on the list. We've covered every Japanese animated movie on the list. You know, anime has been a fantastic voyage, a fantastic journey for everybody involved. But it seems like we possibly come to the end of it. But what an end of it we have. We've reached the final animated movie on the list, the highest ranked animated movie on the list. Miyazaki's is sec-
1: probably not making any more movies, right?
0: Well, I mean, he, he has announced his retirement, right? Uh, only for, like, the fifth time. No, I believe he's actually working on, on several projects simultaneously there at the is. moment, because of course he is. The, everything from The Hungry Caterpillar through to a, an autobiographical piece through to an we'll adaptation of it. We, we will be back. Um, And we... <laughs> But yes, we are we are discussing Hayao Mizaki's 2002, sorry, 2001 release, Spirited Away, which was, up until last month, the highest grossing film of all time at the Japanese box office. It was the second film ever to win the Animated Film Award at the Oscars, uh, and is generally regarded as something of a masterpiece. It was the movie that arguably broke Studio Ghibli into the United States market after testing the waters with earlier releases like My Neighbor Totoro, and obviously, as we discussed last week, uh, Princess Mononoke. This is our summer
1: uh, of 2001 uh, season. <laughs> Where yeah, we've sadly, in twenty years since uh, since that
0: year. But yes, we have as uh, joining us the same as last week three spectacular guests. First of all, the wonderful Deirdre Malaby. How are you, D? I'm
2: very well. How are you guys?
0: We're getting by. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sun is shining. We're indoors. <laughs> what <laughs> more could you ask
0: for? Um, <laughs> um, and we also got the fantastic Reed Martin. How are you, Reed?
3: I'm good, thank you. Ah.
0: And the wonderful Graham Day, a veteran of our anime. How are you, Graham? I've been here
4: since anime April when we first called it that, and I'm going to be here long after it's over.
0: All right. So to kick us all off, I'm going to make a, a punt here. I'm going to take a wild swing, a wild guess. I'm going to assume that for this podcast was not the first time that anybody here watched um, Spirited Away. So let, let's let's go round even and me- let's ask... <laughs> <laughs> even, even Andrew. Um... The profession, ever the professional in the podcast. But no, um. so let's let's go around and just kind of have this kind of conversation. Like, Spirited Away seems to have been a big watershed moment for the arrival of anime uh, in Western markets, particularly in the United States, uh, but also, you know, in the UK and Ireland as well. So Dee, do you remember the first time that you saw Spirited Away?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I actually saw it around the time that it came out. So it was either 2001, 2002. And I remember when I first saw it, and we rented it from extra vision on dvd there were still dvds around then and you could physical rent media physical media yeah. it did exist um but yeah so it was around the time that it came out and it was getting like all of these huge rave reviews and everything and Um, I think it was either my mum or dad suggested because they had heard of it and they were kind of showing us the cover and trying to get us into it. We weren't really sure because this was essentially like me and my family's introduction into anime. We'd never seen anything before like it. So we bring it home, we watch it and we were just completely gobsmacked. We could not believe how amazing this movie was. I think that we watched it that evening and watched it again the next morning before we had to return it. It was just, oh, it was just such an amazing movie such a beautiful experience and i think that since then i i can't remember how many times i've seen it i must have seen it like i don't know maybe six times maybe ten times i don't know and every time i watch it it's like watching it for the first time again it's a truly magical anime
0: uh, and Bree, do you remember the first time that you saw spirited away
3: yeah i have a bit of a strange history with this film really? um Going off of last week's discussions about how uh, everyone's opinions differed on different viewings of a film, uh, I, w- I was prepared to do my rewatch, that. so I wrote down my original, what I remember, what I, what I thought of the film, and then I went in with a blank slate to watch it again. I came out with quite a, quite a different, well, we'll get to that, but originally, yeah, originally it was during my first um, Miyazaki season with Graham about 10 years ago, and I hated it. Oh. <gasps> I know, I know. What a and, twist. <laughs> and
4: An early Shyamalan twist.
3: It was like, and for the last, however long, that's always been the film, like, oh God, no, don't watch that one. Watch any other Dippy <laughs> film, just not that one. God. And then I went into it again, but yeah, you know, you're asking about first impressions, and that was my first impression. Mm-hmm.
0: Was it the was it the the entree into kind of like the Graham Fest as it were? No, was it like the? It
3: wasn't the first one. I like how you called it the Graham
4: Fest.
0: How was it sequenced? So was it like was it just in the middle of them? Was it like the closing film? It was, was somewhere it
3: the... in the middle, I believe.
0: Yeah, I opened with House Within Castle. So it was like a gala screening. It was the meat in second. the Graham yeah, crackers. Was... It's
4: it was it, House of Castle was the first one because I knew because yeah. Reese
0: marshmallow marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in it was the
4: inside in the of the Graham
1: crackers.
3: Totoro yeah. was second.
4: Totoro was second.
3: And I don't, yeah, I think it, Nausicaa, like, was Nausicaa was after was like, yeah, this. It was just really funny. But I, like, yeah, the, it was just came in, was in the middle and I loved everything else, hated this.
0: <laughs> wow.
4: There's a reason, like there's a, like, I still remember it. it was oh yeah, tra- no, it was I'll, traumatic I'll, for me. I'll
3: go into the reasonings and all that. Oh, okay. that's a separate thing.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm so
3: um, upset. Follow- I <laughs> I'm really upset
2: by this. <laughs> I like it. It's drama. It's I hope to have changed your mind by the end of this podcast.
0: <laughs> and Graham. Yes. Do you remember the first time that you saw Spirited Away? Oh, was yeah. it like, was it in you're, you're our anime expert here. You are our guru when it comes to Far Eastern animated cinema. I am Senpai. So, so, like, what was Spirited Away? Were you already familiar with anime at that point? Was, like, this a gateway for you? Where did it fall? How did you first encounter it? And kind of, like, what did it mean to you?
4: Um, it was... I imagine I saw I'm fairly certain I saw it around the same time D would have seen it it was out in DVD I'd seen it with a bunch of friends who had introduced me to hardcore anime as in like we've all watched anime when Great, we were kids Very mind the way
2: you phrase that though. <laughs> that's <all I laughs> Okay, okay, okay. to be very so careful
4: So there's like yeah. there's a difference between like big anime that that we watched when we were teenagers and anime that we were watching when we were kids like technically we all watched anime when we were very young like Pokemon Pokemon is anime Like, we didn't realise it at the time, but that's our technical first uh, introduction to to anime. But when I go for... Because it's it's still an anime, but, like, when I talk about actual anime that, um, like, on the same level as um, Spirited Away, I'd go more, like, you know, House of the Castle, all the films. Um, So, yeah, this was... It's not my first big anime, but, like, it was one of the first anime films I'd seen. And... I still think I'm still fairly certain it was either this or House of the Castle that was my first introduction to, um, to Studio Ghibli, and yeah, I I adored it. I was the complete opposite of breed. So when that happened, you can imagine my shock and horror. Oh, okay.
0: Well, and now, are we waiting for a late act twist where Graham returns to Spirited Away after several years and has a completely diametrically opposed opinion of no, it? Possibly.
4: Well, someone,
1: someone in this room did have that. I will say that.
0: And was it Andrew? I, 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 also, the, the,
1: the, I, I guess I guess I'm next. So, like, I'll tell you, I I, I had a very different experience. Today. On my last watching to my first watching, oh, it um, The first time I saw this was a little bit later than like two thousand one, two thousand two. I think it was about two thousand and four, maybe. Um, I I had been waiting for it to come out on Betamax, <laughs> and it and it never did. So oh. I, I I I then I, it
0: was exactly. HD DVD,
1: exactly. then it was Laserdisc. Yeah, Disc, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, like, "Come on." <laughs> um <laughs> But no, no, they the um, like Graham, I I had seen some like softcore anime, like um, <laughs> you know, Pokemon, Digimon, that sort of thing. Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh. But, um, you know,
2: <laughs> Card Captors. Heads. Anyone or just me? Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, 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 watch, yeah. I, I mean, they, which everyone's OTE could afford.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I loved it. I I I I kept a diary and I wrote about it. Um, Aww. About uh, <laughs> the diary was mostly a chronicle of romantic failures. Oh. Um, <laughs> and aside from that, there was like kind of like film criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
3: an amazing combination. Uh, yeah, to, be, to be
0: fair, that's just the subtext of most teenage boys' <laughs> yeah. film criticism. Exactly. Um, but sorry.
1: Um, well, and I'm not too different now. <laughs> um, Do you still keep a journal? Anyway, they... <laughs> yes, but it's in the disguise of a D and D book oh, now, now okay. yeah, like me.
4: But. Um...
0: But yeah, no, it's actually funny you guys should mention, uh, like, Pokemon. And we've come back to that, the idea of kind of anime breaking out, because, like, it was, like, Spirited Away was a big moment of itself. And we'll talk about its production history, we'll talk about its distribution history, very storied uh, way of getting from inside Miyazaki's head to the film that we saw, or the film that is now regarded as a classic. But it did arrive at arguably the perfect time uh, in terms of, like, Western culture being ready. We mentioned last week, Princess Mononoke was the first film released under the deal that Disney had to distribute films abroad. We mentioned that they approached it by giving it to Miramax, to Harvey Weinstein, and he went to Quentin Tarantino, and Quentin Tarantino went to Neil Gaiman, and that's how that whole thing came about. Um, But basically, the market wasn't ready. It opened. Nobody really went to see it. It was regarded as something of a commercial failure uh, and quirk and oddity, despite the fact that, you know... Some critics, as we discussed, including Stephen Hunter from The Washington Post, didn't quite get it. Other critics, like, say, Roger Ebert, put it on their favourite films of the year. But there was a sense that the environment maybe wasn't right for the the movie to land and to resonate with mass audiences. In contrast, by the time that Spirited Away arrived in America, uh, roughly five years later, so 2002, um, you had, like... Pokemon had broken into the market, so you had American kids were watching Japanese animation on a regular basis. Um, a South African company uh, was in the midst of launching a 24-hour anime channel in the United States.
4: God, I wish we had that.
0: Royalties, royalties and merchandising from Japanese anime in America alone reached a record $4.35 billion the year that Spirited Away was released. That's more than, th- that's more than three times Japanese steel exports to the U.S. Well, that's at the height which, of
4: Dragon Ball Z was arriving. Uh, we had Pokemon, Digimon, Beyblade, Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, God, I was watching so much anime when I was a kid. Anime Full was Men going Super sitcom. Saiyan. Hmm? <laughs> <Naruto>. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of putting also, them all you together. You had Naruto, you had Bleach. You, like, there was yeah, so much anime at this point.
2: Sailor Moon, or was that slight slightly earlier? Time? But you still had
4: reruns in, in Europe and in America because obviously they had the time to dub it over. So yeah, this was like the perfect time for all these animates just flood the West, and so I they remember, were looking
1: for them. I remember watching this at the same time as the as the show Astro Boy, yeah. even though Astro Boy came out like I I, I think quite a long time. Yeah, before. I think in the eighties.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Being like, repackaged like, like Speedway, being repackaged or... for American audiences. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. like, discover this cool thing from, well, from Japanese the, history. It's I like, think it was have... on
1: DVD. Yeah, I, was yeah, watching yeah, we'll it. Been... I was watching like a box set of Astro Boy. I'm
4: <laughs> <laughs> fairly certain around the time that I saw, uh, and this is weird because this brings back to another t- a throwback to a previous anime. Um, when we, when I had seen some of the Ghibli, I then also had seen um, Akira. <laughs> so... Uh, through a very a summer in my secondary school, I was just getting just getting thrown anime, and it was just it was wonderful because it was a whole new experience of animation. And I'm a huge animate animation fan, and so this was just just another kind of avenue of animation that I hadn't seen before. Obviously, because I never figured Pokemon was because I was like six or seven when it first came out here.
1: You, yeah. you wanted to be animated. Oh, gotcha! They have so much fun. <laughs>
0: They've got great hair. They do have fantastic hair. Um, But it it is worth noting that like Spirited Away, despite becoming this watershed moment for Japanese animation in the West, almost didn't happen, uh, which is quite striking. So what happened is Disney went all in on Princess Mononoke and it exploded in their face. It didn't work out. What ultimately worked out is they figured out that selling the VHS rights in Japan itself was the most profitable part of distributing Mononoke from Disney. Um, So they said, okay, well, we do it Spirited Away. What we might do then is we might just keep the rights. We won't distribute it in cinemas. We won't do a dub. We'll just sell the VHS rights in Japan and Asia. And what happened then is, you know, I mean, it is rather uncomfortable that last week we were like, and then Harvey Weinstein arrived. But yes, this week, Harvey Weinstein is not in the picture. John Lasseter showed up. And John Lasseter. Yep. who was a obviously a big part of kind of Disney animation, had gone on to be a huge part of Pixar. And Pixar were huge money spinners for Disney at that time. You know, this is in the midst of the whole thing with like Toy Story, Toy Story 2. And like the whole like, yeah, the fact that like Pixar had like revamped the entire animation industry to the point that the Academy Awards had created a special Oscar to give Pixar films
2: which ironically they would not do until god. the year
0: after this
2: um, and which they would not stop yeah, until oh <laughs> yeah, no, 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 the...
0: god even when there are other films <laughs> that deserve it more I'm talking, looking at you, uh, yeah. uh, do, do you know by the way which film here's a trivia question for all the film fans in the audience do we know which film won the first and best animated picture Oscar which year it would be the year before this so it be 2002 for 2001 so the ceremony...
2: It wasn't okay, this was either competing against Princess Mononoke or it won was it Shrek?
0: It was Shrek. Oh I that makes me <laughs> feel <it>. dirty. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I knew that it was around that time and I was like, I'm pretty sure it was either nominated or won. Ugh. So there
0: you go. Yep. What other films it were is... nominated in that category? Um I believe there were only three. I think Monsters Inc. was the Pixar um nominee oh, from okay, that category. That won. Um and we should and give some it...
1: props to shrek i mean i i i think people have gotten kind of used to it now but at the time
4: yeah no it was um, it was good really fun. Really fun yeah it was i awesome. remember I mean, I being feel
1: like... told to watch it like somebody said it's like a kid's movie but there's jokes in that in there that you'd enjoy too <laughs> <laughs> and, i love someone I'm like, describing
0: Shrek. what like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true what though <laughs> yeah. what a radical concept that is but yeah so basically um disney had said we're probably not going to distribute this we have no real interest in it like what we tried with okay didn't work and Lasseter said well look uh Miyazaki is a personal friend of mine um we watched like the uh castle of caliero which was his first film uh in disney whenever we were feeling like we were creatively stuck it was hugely inspirational to us how about you let me take this on as a passion project?" And I will go and I will take care of all the distribution side stuff for you. And you guys will just release it in cinemas. And it will have my seal of approval. I'll, do, I'll go to Comic-Con. I'll do interviews and stuff like that. So Disney said, fine, look, okay, grand. You can go and do that. And we'll probably, it, it'll be nothing. It'll be a film that nobody will care about. So Lasseter goes off. He hires, I think it's Greg Weiss, who co-directed the uh, Beauty and the Beast, which was the first animated film to get nominated for a Best Picture Oscar. He hires, again, we adopt a completely different approach to dubbing Spirited Away than we did with Mononoke. We talked about Mononoke bringing in Neil Gaiman and bringing in um, like a cast that included like known actors like Claire Danes, uh, Billy Crudup, um, Billy Bob Thornton, of course. Here, Lasseter and Wise go for voice actors. Yeah. They are primarily skilled voice actors. They're not sold on celebrity, which is different even from what *Howl's Moving Castle does next. Um, they also... You know, while this is happening, Spirited Away becomes increasingly popular abroad. It becomes the highest grossing Japanese, highest grossing film of all time at the Japanese box office, uh, supplanting Titanic. It also wins the Golden Bear at the Berlin International Film Festival, uh, which is unheard of. It is the first animated film to do that, but it is also one of the rare films to do it despite being in wild release abroad because well sorry wide release abroad because you know you like the cachet of having an exclusive release in a film festival um as this is happening it's like okay fine Disney might have to finally release this in cinemas and they do but apparently they don't push it and there's this big argument about what exactly happened with the release of Spirited Away it grosses slightly more uh, than Princess Mononoke I think it ends up with 10 million dollars at the American box office But it is the first foreign movie to arrive at the American box office to get a theatrical release, having already grossed $200 million beforehand. So when it arrived Um, at the
4: theaters, it was still in its uh, native Japanese?
0: No, no, it was dubbed, as as we mentioned was, It was dubbed and translated, but there was no press for it. There was no push for it. The marketing budget for it was tiny. And there is some speculation, and this is kind of brilliant, that Disney looked at they had a slate of movies that they were planning to release and planning to push for awards consideration movies including like i think treasure planet was in there lilo and stitch was in there um and no no and this is the thing because of the deal with ghibli disney do not own the rights to any of the characters or objects or likenesses from spirited away wow So they cannot make merchandise of like No Face, for example. They cannot sell plush toys. They cannot build a bathhouse in a theme park anywhere. So from Disney's perspective, there was no real incentive to push this as a property to American audiences. I've never
4: seen Radish Spirit in the Disney Disney. (laughs) For
0: your Disney experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But like a hug off him. But that's the thing is that apparently it was really hugely embarrassing to Disney because this movie is released. It, it gets about ten million dollars, but it winds up getting a surprise nomination for best animated feature, despite the fact that Disney was pumping millions into like Treasure Planet um as like I've their big pitch.
2: That. Oh, it's eh. pretty eh. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, very it's, well the late nineties, early two thousands, where Disney just wasn't doing a very good job. I remember Atlantis as well was very Yeah, good and, and
4: Titans AE. Where it was basically like this slew of like protagonists with floppy hair.
0: Well no, it it was what they were trying to do is they were trying to sell to boys. They were trying they had like the Disney Renaissance. The boys. No no. No the no but they to quote Charlie Charlie CXX uh, <laughs> but no, they, they, had, they had, like, this huge success with the princesses, the renaissance in the 90s. Mm. So, you know, obviously, like, um, you know, The uh, Little Mermaid, uh, Beauty and the Beast, all that sort of stuff. Mulan, even kind of Pocahontas and stuff like that. But, like, in the early 2000s, they're like, yeah, you know what? Girls, we're selling to girls. We have the girl captive audience. We need something for guys. So, th- Teenage boys, See, they that... like adventures.
2: See, that's why Sorry. Tarzan did so well, because that wasn't for the boys, that was for the girls, too. <laughs> 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 they hey, just didn't every, realize and, it. And to be
0: fair, Phil
4: Collins is universal. Right? That, too. That's... Phil
2: Collins was a big USP for that. <laughs> the, the,
1: Disney execs were like, well, obviously, boys get more pocket money than, women, than girls, <laughs> so we should we should make more movies for them. <laughs> um, you're,
0: not, you're not considering the gender pocket money gap. <laughs> <you> know, <it's laughs> like 80%. I know it was a, I it was a huge... I, I know it's considered a
4: failure i don't know if it like you guys probably tell me otherwise i really liked hercules i know it's like 97 i I
2: do love Hercules. i love hercules there's something it's
4: just it's the it's it's the it's the weird cousin that no one talks about at disney Mm
0: -hmm. is it because it's basically a superman movie is that why you it? no
4: no not at all not at all like i mean the whole fact that he wears his his blanket as a cape i mean no not at all (laughs) <laughs> I mean the sound. Yes, obviously, is, obviously, obviously, Disney, yeah. a, Disney, Disney. Everyone slags off DC for their, you know, they can't do Superman, right? Fine, Disney, you literally have Superman. Hercules is Superman. Do a, do a remake. It's the one live
0: action remake you can do. Sorry, I feel like I feel like I've, I feel like I've derailed that conversation yeah, I myself. There,
1: Do people have love for Emperor's New Groove*?
0: I, yes, people who really like. Oh, that. it has some yeah. of the best lines. In it. Yeah, but it was a bomb. It's it's been reclaimed. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the you not know the story behind like the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, that was a disaster. Was, it was that insane. was a, was it Empire of the Sun or Tears of the Sun? Yeah, where they had a whole like Sting set. They had a whole soundtrack from Sting. Yeah, and like they just scrapped it. And like Sting also like got really angry he at them really because they stripped angry. out. They stripped out the environmental message. Yeah. Like the end of like Emperor's New Groove has them turning like the Amazon or kind of Central America into a theme park. Well, that's a what he wanted. That's what he wanted. But then he learned
4: Sting did not want...
0: to. Yeah, no, yeah. Sting, Sting was not happy that the movie ended with them turning it into a theme park. Mm. <laughs>
2: Anyway, so but you know, but you know, just to, well, hopefully this does get us slightly on topic or else we'll just talk about Disney movies for the podcast. But I think that what was also happening around this time, uh, Darren, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but Disney was kind of starting to experiment a little with 3D animation, mm-hmm. particularly off the back of Shrek. So that's why you got films like Treasure Planet. And I know that there are a couple of other examples, but they're not quite but coming But they're weird CGI mind.
4: Pirate ships. Yeah,
2: and they just weren't quite working. I mean, I no. think that that one, um, what is it, Chicken Little, might have been another example. Yeah, there with were a few. Exactly yeah, there were a few around that time, and they just weren't kind Home of Home on the landing. Range, Meet the Robinsons, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. that sort of stuff. In the, the it just wasn't yeah. landing. And Spirited Away was kind of going back to those traditional two D, mm. beautiful hand drawn roots, and maybe that was something that kind of connected with audiences, possibly. Well, I mean, it
0: is notable that Spirited Away is to to date the only conventionally hand drawn animated movie. There are there are
4: CGI, me. there are minuscule, but there is CGI in it. I will say that Graham, you're not the only one. that's looking stuff up. Graham, What? Wow.
0: Graham, we 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 know that that. But okay, it is the only majority conventionally hand drawn animated. I don't
4: bring notes a lot. It's always you. D is, uh, has has helped me up my game. I think <laughs> I brought some notes. I did look okay. it up the fact that there is some CGI in it not a lot. I think it's just the well, train.
0: The, there's still more no the, the, it's also the statues at the start. There's a, there's more CGI here than there was in Mononoke. It's is...
1: it's strange because the be, the be, because the CG is less intrusive I think. Yeah. And it, it's it, like like it's less noticeable. I I felt like the the sorry if if one of you have already said it but the flowers.
5: No no no. Um
1: they they, they 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 um I felt like that was CG... Um, but aside from that I, I was um I was fooled. Yeah, I didn't and That's what you kinda want. Yeah, I didn't notice CG. it until
4: until I was researching the film. I didn't know that there was actually any CGI in the film. I just I just took
1: it in. You want you wanted to kind of um you, you you don't want to be taken out of the of the like if if it is hand drawn for the most part, you don't want the CG bits to be jarring, I
0: guess. Yeah, and um, they are they are to be fair probably integrated better here than they are in Mononoke, although I think The fact that they're not integrated into Mononoke is kind of a point that they're doing there. But anyway, that was a discussion that we had last week and we're not going to re-legislate it. All right, then, before we jump into the spore zone, three questions uh, to get us started. Um, So, Breed, to go first. Do you think that Spirited Away belongs on a list of the 250 greatest movies ever made?
3: You know what, Darren? Before I rewatched this film, I was so pleased because normally when I do these, it's an automatic yes, yes, yes. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be able to say no this time. But I do have to say yes. Um, it is the
0: highest ranked animated film um, on the list at the moment. It's at number 28. Wow. This is one of the 30 best movies of all time. <laughs> okay
4: she has a re- when you no no
3: it's a very complicated situation has, that Reed I will she has
4: such a complicated relationship with I, this I may have
3: had a mini ex- existential crisis during the week yeah. but um, we'll discuss that in a okay.
4: okay it's a spoiler
3: <laughs>
0: Graham yes do you think that what, 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 what I feel like I'm always calling on you in class when I, I know, go, Graham, you go yes
4: yes uh
0: um, <laughs> um, um okay Graham <laughs> do you think that spirited away is one of the 250 greatest movies ever made?
4: Um yes yes I do. Um I don't know if it's that high cuz there are other anime films that are in the 250 that I think maybe deserve to be higher. But um yeah I I love the film. Uh it was one of my first uh Ghibli films so yes it always have a special place in my heart.
3: Okay,
0: So, just to jump on that, there because you kind of suggested there, do you think this is the best Miyazaki movie or the best no. Ghibli movie?
4: No, they're more interesting, no offense to it, but like in my opinion, there are more interesting films with more interesting characters. The only thing that it has that uh I really adore is it has a dragon in it that a lot of, that weirdly a lot of Miyazaki films do not have. Oh, there's only like one other Miyazaki film that has a dragon in it. Um, and that's Tales of Earthsea and that's actually considered a very bad Miyazaki film. It's considered a very, very bad Ghibli film.
0: Um It is also a Miyazaki movie, good call on that actually, because yeah. it's his son. Yeah. Um it is yeah. a Miyazaki. His son's movie a bit
4: there. up and down sometimes. Uh with the quality of his films.
0: Um but, I, yeah. I just I I just want to pause and note mm-hmm. Graham's suggesting that Grave of the Fireflies could be improved by ten percent if you stuck a dragon in it. Um <laughs>
3: Well, most things can
5: be
4: improved by sticking a
3: dragon
4: in it. It's
1: yeah, there. yeah, and that's why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm marrying her because that's true. It is. true. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is true. I, I, I was like um Graham and I. Like D and D has mm-hmm. become something that we talk about now. Indeed, and the the second D stands for dragons. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're ever uncertain what to do, it's just like wall. Tears open, <laughs> dragon comes out, kills everybody. Yeah. End of session.
4: That's TPK.
0: All right. So this conversation certainly took a turn.
4: But never, I will say this: never, 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 ever stick a dragon with Jeremy Irons.
1: Speaking of D
2: and
0: D and D, no, just think
1: of like Forrest Gump, but like with a
2: dragon. Um. Morrist, fly. <laughs> Darren, I was appreciating your segue until they went out like the of my segue. Sorry, I'm sorry, I was, I was really. Re- but dragons, so, yeah.
0: though. <laughs> but dragons. Okay. Um,
1: I beg your pardon, Darren. No, no worries. So it's, it's,
0: it's, the, the moment is gone. But no, What about yourself? Do you think that Spirited Away belongs on the list of the 250 greatest movies ever made? And does it have the optimum amount of dragons? Because that's apparently what this podcast is <laughs> um, Welcome to Dragon Cast. And
2: Dragon appearances For your hot takes. Because he, he dragons out quite a bit in this movie. I hope that doesn't uh, that uh, uh, that I hope that doesn't count as a spoiler. But anyway. Um, <laughs> he's he's yes, so I absolutely TV. do. Uh, 28, uh, 28 does seem very high to me. I don't know if I would have it that high. But I still think that it's um, brilliant. And yeah, for my money, its I think it's one of the best anime, possibly also animated movies ever. Um, and I will get into that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I like that we have kind of like everybody else used to be having a roller coaster. Like the D is very firmly on message. It's like, yes, best movie ever. All right. And Andrew, what about yourself? Do you think that it belongs on the list of the 250 greatest movies ever made?
1: I mean, I guess they the. They... <laughs> the the experience I had of it watching it first, kind of all the way through watching all of these uh, movies, and even I think last year when I watched it again, not because of the podcast but just because it's great, I was like, yeah, this is probably the best Miyazaki movie. I I I I I, I kind of a different reaction this time, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that affect whether whether we send this into space um, to to represent that that hasn't
0: been released yet Andrew Um, so that you're making a reference to something that we won't be speaking about for another month but listeners when you listen to that episode you'll go I know what he's talking about." nice
1: bit of foreshadowing there
0: yeah
1: Um, yeah I I mean um, time is a flat surface circle 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 circle. Circle. I don't know is it anymore I don't know
0: it's a donut hole with a donut hole, uh, a do- <laughs> but uh, and and for myself then, uh, yes, I think that yes, uh, more than any other movie, there's probably an argument for having it on there, particularly in terms of Miyazaki. It is the movie that introduced a lot of Western audiences to his work. It is the was the bi- highest grossing movie of all time at the Japanese box office until last month, uh, when it was replaced by Demon Train the movie. You got is the title demon- tra- wrong.
3: Demon Train.
0: Demons is it Demon, demon Hunter or Train? Train. I got the two N words right, yes, but you anyway, got the, yes. Yeah, you got Demon
4: Slayer, and then you basically, co- co- colon, moving yep. train. Because yes, it's, which is... It's, uh, Demon Slayer is an anime that just came out last year. It's one of the best anime of all time. It also dethroned One Piece, which has been number one in Japan for 23 years. And it dethroned that as well. And um, hopefully we're going to get Demon Slayer moving train uh, in Ireland very soon.
0: Okay, well, Graham... Yeah. Just gonna put a pin in that because as it stands, no, no. there is a chance that we may be back talking about uh, Demon Slayer at some Demon point. Demon Slayer,
1: train movie,
4: train movie, <laughs> <laughs> Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer, train to Busan.
0: Yes, <laughs> um, oh. but, but yes, as it stands on IMDb, Demon it's currently Purser. it's it's on track.
1: Yes. Ah, it's, it's on the track the, the to enter the 250 is, the
4: part is if we had had our annual um, Japanese film festival that potentially would have been one of the films that uh, would have been shown uh, at the lighthouse or any you know Cork, Galway, stuff like that, that was going to be one of the headliners. That's
1: a real tragedy of this <laughs> I,
4: mean, I, I know, I know in the, sm- in the bigger
0: scheme of things that's
4: not that big a deal but you know
2: we'll get there again graham we'll have festivals movie festivals again we'll, we'll have, have cinema soon
0: we'll have yeah. cinema soon like they're they're hoping to open cinemas in about a month which is great they're <laughs> um, not
1: going to gaslight us and tell us like holidays never existed <laughs> <laughs> what are <you> talking about? <laughs> um, like festivals what is that
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah um what even is this don't and be yes. silly yeah <laughs> So so my answer is yes. I think that it is culturally uh, significant enough to justify being on this list, particularly in terms of being a piece of Japanese animation that introduced an entire generation of people around the world to the idea of animation outside of the archetypal kind of Disney or Pixar template. So yes, that's my answer. I think it deserves to be on there. I think you could probably make an argument for it being the uh, Miyazaki movie. And then Breed, would it be on your own personal 250? Your own 250 favorite movies?
3: Um... Honestly, I... That's a tricky one to answer, because for a very long time, I've had very, very strong feelings about it. (laughs) I don't think I can answer this question until after the spoiler zone, to be honest.
0: Okay. Alright. Alright then, we're going to take a pass on that. Graham, would it be on your own personal 250? Um,
4: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Again, I've like I'd say I'd have most of the Ghibli films on this on my on my own personal, because they're all great and they all have different tones, themes, yeah. messages. And,
0: and even the one that isn't great has a dragon in it, so that makes up for it, right? <laughs> yeah,
4: and Will Defoe. <laughs> and Will Defoe and Liam Neeson. And, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd have most of the Ghibli, Um because they're all, you know, they, they cater to every desire uh, a film fan would have. If you look for comedies, uh, tragedies, dramas, uh, action, um, you know, you know trailers everything and spirited away is maybe one of the one of their pinnacles like to me they it's almost like a mountain range with them they have a lot of pinnacles they have a lot of uh heights uh but they have very few dips uh so yeah this is definitely one of them
2: cool
0: um and d what about yourself would this be on your own personal your own two hundred fifty favorite movies ever
2: yes yes it would be um again I don't know where because I haven't really (laughs) as many times as we've done this podcast I've never actually thought about what those 250 would be (laughs) and if I've been over generous or under generous (laughs) but yes Um, it would
0: (laughs) would this be your favorite Ghibli film since we're at the end of like Miyazaki or anime would this be your favorite Ghibli? yeah
2: it would be I mean like I do have to completely like wholeheartedly accept that when it comes to these kind of movies and experiences like I think that nostalgia creates an attachment that is very subjective like I know when breed was saying about Howl's Moving Castle being like her first movie like for me Howl's Moving Castle was somewhere in the middle but I've kind of grown to appreciate it more and like it more where Spirited Away first movie love the first time I've seen I saw it loved it every subsequent time I've seen it so I am very aware that because of that personal connection like I personally love it. But, um, you know, yeah, that's all some movies that. for you, you
3: know? yeah. I mean, to, to like, have your own preferences because yeah.
0: of nostalgia. <laughs> and, and Andrew, what about yourself? Would it be on your own personal 250?
1: Mm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it would. Well, my last experience of it. Um, I was uh, disgusted by this movie. Like it was great, no, but I, I, I like I wanted to be. It, sick, it was great, like, but it thing. made. Me- I had to actually. I. I. I, I I'm you not, make it
0: sound like it's making you know a hundred days of Sodom. Like you I make had
1: to. I. I did stop the movie
2: and had a shower. I. I think I know what um, scene you're talking and- about. There. I think it
4: sounds like you watched <laughs> Human Centipede.
1: Yeah. The. the yeah, the I cuz I I didn't feel clean because my skin was crawling and what? um I, yeah, yeah. Questions. Really the the it's strange cuz I never had that reaction before. I think I'd seen this maybe three times previous. Like um and, Including like the, last year as well. Like, exactly, even like there was yeah, a large yeah. gap. But this time it was just like um like it's oh, it's it, it's getting me now. This podcast has so many revelations. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of interesting
3: things in this.
1: So, so I, 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 don't know if I would take it to a good movie island. Um, <laughs> uh, or, 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 so you, or you get not. to
2: take two hundred and fifty movies to Good yeah, Movie Island. Like, it's, you know, it's a lot of movies. It's a pretty good island.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great storage space. Nothing yeah. but movies and coconuts. um yeah. All right, then. And for myself, probably not, actually. Um, I mean, I really like it. I think it's fantastic, but it's not my favorite of the Ghibli movies. I mm. kind of. I It's weird. It's like I kind of prefer, um, what should we call it? Uh, Nausicaa to like, Princess Mononoke. I kind of prefer My Neighbor Totoro to this. Um, That's
1: fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, like, I think I prefer Howl's Moving Castle. To- I thought you'd
4: prefer oh, I, I Goroso oh, I, 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 because, you know, he's a man just trying to get his job done. You know, that's kind of yeah. that's that's kind of emotional,
2: like candy to you. Uh-huh. I had a very <laughs> weird first experience of watching my neighbor, Totoro. I might share it another day. I know where I want to keep us on track, but um, no, 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 you know what? I'll say, oh, really, no, quick. I'll say yeah. really quick. I'll say really quick because because uh, you guys it. It. have yeah. talked about dragons. so yeah. my, <laughs> And it's still on topic. Uh, no, my first time seeing my neighbor, Totoro, I brought my little sister to it, my youngest sister, um, and she's 15 years younger than me. So at the time, I think. What was it? I was an adult but she was still very much a kid and um, we went to see it in the IFI and I didn't realise that there were different dub and sub versions and we went to the sub version so it was in Japanese with subtitles and So I had to, like, read them out for her because she couldn't read them fast enough because she was so young. But you know what's so funny is that towards the end, she was, like, shushing me because she just wanted to watch the movie because she was like, I get what's going on. (laughs) It's fine, which is funny. And there are less... It's funny when you, it's only when you're kind of watching it again through the eyes of a child you realise. But yeah, it's a very visual movie that mm. actually has very little dialogue in it. Yeah, yeah you um, can track the a story. Friend, a friend of
4: mine's son, he's he's only three and he just fell in love with Ponyo. He has it on the TV maybe two, three times a day. Aww. And he adores it. He knows, he know, he might not know what's going on, like, you know, what they're saying. But he definitely knows what's happening. And my friend recently showed up Totoro. Because uh, he needed to get away from Ponyo because he was driving him insane, <laughs> and like, there's only so long you can handle. You know that that same long film. same film. And uh, just it, it had same thing happened. Uh, his like his three year old like toddler had no idea what was being said, but he knew what was happening. And it's an impressive feat to film to be able to three, do that.
1: Three year olds can learn Japanese super fast as well. I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, their minds are like sponges.
0: Yeah, the Japanese. Um, but no, no, like I, I would also I think I think uh, Howl's Moving Castle is probably my favorite uh, Ghibli film, my favorite Miyazaki movie. But it's just that like like Nausicaa reminds me a lot of Mononoke, and Totoro reminds me a lot of this. And it's just it's weird that I kind of prefer those two to these two, if that makes sense. Uh, but and again, it's it's all just his personal personal preference mileage varies i still think it's a fantastic film i think it's really well made and i think it's one of the best movies ever just not my personal movie island choice and then finally before we jump into the spore zone breed if listeners have not already seen spirited away would you recommend that they pause and either buy it or stream it where it's available on netflix in the uk and ireland and hbo max in the us
3: well i think what we've learned from doing these podcasts is you not only have to watch it once you have to watch it multiple times (laughs) to be sure of your opinion. <laughs> so, yes. <yeah. laughs>
0: All right, then. And, Graham, how many times would you recommend <laughs> that they pause the podcast and what spirited away?
4: Uh, as many times as you want. It's a beautiful film that uh, will bring you to tears every time.
0: Uh, and D...
2: They, well, they can just watch it once. I mean, if they don't like it after that, it's fine. Sure, but you sure, should watch it while
4: we're in the background.
2: You should definitely no, no, no. I wouldn't no, put it on no. the background. You have, to, you have to be zoned in watching yeah. it. Um, and I mean, you could pause and take a shower in the middle of it if you want. <laughs> uh-huh. Can you imagine just an intertitle coming up? Shower intermission. Yeah.
0: <laughs> The test audience has just demanded
1: they, it. <laughs> now did you mention it? Like, well, it'll probably go in the recommendations section, but uh, yeah, showering
0: the, is very good. We recommend, it. We recommend showers. yeah, yes. no, no,
1: no, but the, the 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 Japanese kind of spa experience um, is something that I that I did one time when I was there. Oh, what's it like? And it's it's the best. Oh, like men do not look that. after themselves. <laughs> you, <laughs> um, you know, like 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 it's it's just it's just pampering yourself and everybody's naked it's great <laughs> um, all, right.
0: all right and and you would absolutely recommend the pampering bathhouse experience andrew but would you recommend spirited away
1: yes i would recommend the pampering bathhouse experience it's nothing like golden eye um <laughs> but um i would just, recommend i would recommend spirited away And, like, if you like this podcast, then listen to it again and see if you still like it. (laughs) um, But no, yeah, definitely, definitely check out um, uh, Spirited Away.
0: All right. Uh, And I would absolutely recommend as well. So with that in mind, then, we'll segue neatly into the spoiler zone. Born his own! So, Breed, actually, since you kind of set this up then. Okay. What is Spirited Away about for you?
3: Okay, so when I first watched Spirited Away, I was completely expecting to love it. I'd watched several Ghibli films already, and Graham had informed me that this was one of the most popular. I was excited. And before I went to do my rewatch this time, I wrote down notes just so I'd have that, those memories untainted by the new watching uh, of what I thought of it. And the main thing I took away from my original viewing was that I despised the Chihiro, the main character.
4: <laughs> and
3: ten years later... Yeah, she hated her. Ten oh years later, God. the main thing I can remember from this film was how much I hated that little girl. <laughs> I know, I know. So, going oh my in God. to rewatch Ooh. it this time. Going in to watch it these, this time round.
0: Yeah. This is an audio medium. Listeners cannot see Andrew and Dee's faces. Uh, I feel like it's important to stress that. That's my um, face. That, those
4: are my, yeah, that was yeah. my
0: face when I first watched it with
4: her.
3: So, obviously, both myself and Graham were very curious to see how I would react to watching it again after all these years. Yeah. And I sat, you know, prepared to give it a good chance, but. Because we haven't waiting. watched it since
4: because I didn't want to. I was
3: waiting to that. for that moment where I knew I would hate her. And I was waiting and I was waiting until I realized there's nothing to hate about this character. Yay. (laughs) Absolutely. And as I said, I had a little bit of an existential crisis because I was like, I've hated this for so long. This is a perfectly lovely film. (laughs) This is delightful. This is everything you could want from a Ghibli film. What? why did i hate this so much she, and a... yeah i was she after that down. film I, I was a bit why why did, why did i hate this so much what was and um without going into too much detail i think it had more to do with my own personal issues at the time but um watching it now i was able to kind of be past that and to be able to see the for the absolutely delightful film that it is <laughs> it's a
4: fascinating litmus <laughs> test of yeah. maybe where you can be as a person um, you know, like ten years, eleven years from yeah, when it, it was, was back then. It was a
3: very strange experience because I can remember just that feeling I had towards the character.
4: Yeah, she did not like Sen
3: And I, <laughs> I was waiting in this film, waiting for it, and I was like, no, there's, there's nothing really to dislike. I actually quite enjoy her arc. Look at her improving <laughs> herself. That's great.
1: How do you feel about Little Laura and Annie? <laughs> <laughs> do you?
3: Yeah, I have. Um, I fine. <laughs> You don't
0: <laughs> hate her with a passion. have
3: strong feelings towards
0: Wonderland. was fine until Alice got there um, and ruined everything. Um,
2: oh, Alice is annoying, though, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah. little bit, yeah. Which yeah. one? <laughs> uh, Disney Classic Animated, I'm thinking.
4: Yeah, yeah, she was proper, like English, and just like, oh, I
5: don't really
0: care. Okay. Well, let, let's quickly then talk about Chihiro, the character of Chihiro, because obviously the title of the movie in Japanese is Sen to Chihiro, uh, no, and I apologize for this, Kami Kakushi uh, basically is uh, Sen and Chihiro Get Spirited Away is one of the translations of the title. And we'll probably come back to that uh, in a little bit. But basically how this idea came about, how this idea came to Miyazaki was, as we mentioned last week. Uh, Princess Mononoke was his big magnum opus. This was the movie that he had finally reached a point in his career where he felt he was comfortable making this movie. It was his big thesis statement. It was all of his themes coming home to roost. He was like, yep, I'm done. I'm retired. I have nothing left in me. And of course, for the first time, he decided, (laughs) no, actually, that's not how things are. He apparently, when he was holidaying, uh, with family friends, um, including, I believe it's the daughter of a close friend, 10 year old daughter, um, of his close friend, Seji Akuda, um, he noticed that his friend's daughter, his friend's daughter and her friends were kind of palling around and they didn't necessarily have a lot of movies or entertainment that was aimed at them or stories that were told about them or directed to them or for them or from their perspective and he sat down and again i just i love this mental image he apparently sat down and he bought a bunch of like magazines and manga aimed at these 10 year old girls and read it and was like these are all boring romance stories (laughs) there's no actual story here that will hold anybody's interest so he sat down to devise a tale for these young girls and in fact actually like he's noted that uh uh That Chihiro is like based on those girls and is intended for those girls and one of the things that I like and this is a very Miyazaki quote and it's I don't know you know whether you can say that this is a cultural difference or a generational difference or a cultural and generational difference but apparently Japanese audiences side with Breed a little bit like she's meant to be insufferable she's disrespectful to her parents she's disengaged she has no real interest there's an actual quote here from Miyazaki she's
2: that way (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah western audiences are just like she's a kid right that's how kids behave right um japanese audiences were like this this child needs to be taught a lesson but no like this is an actual quote from Miyazaki, which i i love because it's like it's very much how carefully he calibrated this movie there's a scene in which chihiro doesn't react when her father calls her name it's only after the second time he calls that she replies Many of my staff told me to make it three times instead of two, because that's what many girls are like these days. They don't immediately react to the call of their parents, and I love that. Like for Mizaki, it's like no, two, two shows she's bad enough. If it's three, that's just too far. She's just too disobedient. <laughs> two is is she's like a the golden point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, past the point of redemption, stuff like that. But like, and I think this may be interesting. We should probably talk about your hero's arc then, because. Like, this is a story about a young girl who is moving house. She's moving away from everything that she's known and that she's loved. Very telling that the opening shot of the movie is literally from her perspective. The audience is put immediately in her eyes, staring at her feet, reading the uh, flowers that her classmates got her. She's moving into a new world. She's going to start school. You're
2: like yet. in the back seat with her. Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: We are literally, we're there with her. Um, And then she goes on this kind of mystical journey. And I love that it is... Like it is the most literal coming of age story imaginable. It is like, Well, your parents are gone, you gotta get a job. That's what it's <laughs> gonna be from here on out. It's like you gotta get work and...
1: Isn't the movie about employment? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it so is. Like, like it's like Haku as well. He has this like task. And there's a whole thing about like you know the the these these little these, these little dust creatures
0: yeah they're, have they're, jobs
1: and you can't just come in and take a job from a person <laughs> and then it's like because go otherwise up there. you
0: destroy their purpose for being like, exactly it,
1: go up there and see if you can get a job that is yeah. your 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 kind of goal in um, life in, yeah yeah and and yeah there, there, there's it's it's interesting as well because. Um, when they um associate their kind of purpose with with their job, they start to lose their name or mm, their yeah. their their kind of like uh outside work identity. Yeah. So it's like it's like it's like the way people it's it's not like who are you. It's like what do you do?
0: Yeah, what is your function? Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Did but because that, that's kind of the way things are. It's like ant parties. It's um. What do you, you do know. what's
0: what's your job yeah exactly tell yeah, me about yeah. where you work um and i what's...
1: i I have the joy of telling um people about uh, <laughs> about what I do for a living. <laughs> uh which, which uh which, very which, exciting yeah 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 they say okay shut up <laughs> <laughs>
0: well no no like like i mean and again a lot of this is kind of hidden in the japanese translation the japanese kind of lines and dialogue and stuff like that but even like things like the titles na- the, the character's name so like yubaba's name is a combination of bath and old woman because she is an old woman who operates baths uh kamaji the spider-man who lives in the basement is his name is a combination of boiler and old man, mm. and like notably, like at one point she loses her name. It goes from being Chihiro to being Sen. Chihiro means child who asks, as it means asker of a thousand questions, roughly. Mm. The hero part of the name is to ask or to inquire or to question, um, and Sen, on the other hand, is just a thousand. It is a thousand in Japanese. So she literally not only does she erase her name and replace it with a number which has various ominous connotations uh, but also it goes from being the child who asks a thousand questions to just being a child with a, a person with a numerical value attached It's all very kind of pointed in that way it's all and like one of the things I actually really like is the way the movie's structured so that it 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 very much takes you from the ground floor of this like bathhouse operation. Like it happens repeatedly through the movie where characters are taken into a world and they basically walk through the production line backwards. So like when shihiro um, is kind of fleeing the attendants, they run through the kind of pig house. They then run into a slaughterhouse where the fish are arranged and then they run out front into where the food is prepared. So you literally get to see the three stages of food preparation, livestock, killing and service sure, and sh-
4: the- sorry um when they see when they're getting up um her first morning you see them all going and they've even got their own staircases and all that so they're not seen by guests who might be by there. the customers yeah. yeah so that they arrive out of like almost a magical nowhere but really they're just well, when,
0: hidden when she arrives in the bathhouse she comes in near the bottom mm. where the water is being heated she's literally in the bowels of the thing and then is carried up to the top Again, very little process in terms of like. Again, it's it's working, starting your way at the bottom and working your way to the top. Again, when she's going down to visit uh, Kamaji, she has to go down the stairs. The, uh,
1: the thing about numbers as well is very kind of uh, the, the, um, like the, the the fact that they just call her uh, like the word um, for a thousand a, a, a thousand kind of hints at it, but it's not so on the nose because like like you know if if most people who get a job somewhere they get an employee number and it's all about kind of numbers like if if you're waiting tables it's like order's oh, table 8 and then if if you're if you're in a if 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 you're in a hotel there's all of the numbers of the of, of the doors Every, everything becomes it's like you're you're not dealing with people you're dealing with numbers well i, admit, you know like, I mean like
0: kamaji doesn't deal with customers he deals with these little cards that he gets down that tells him what water yeah. to send up to the room and stuff like that um and like again and this is kind of interesting because one of the one of the things to talk about with spirited away is like the japanese-ness of it versus the uh like how foreign audiences perceive well, it the but whole in the-
1: idea of like kind of 100 percent employment i don't know how it is these days but like to to um traditionally in in in, in japan certainly at the time of this movie um Everyone is uh, kind of expected to have a job to the to to the point that you have people doing things that don't need to be done, like that 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 most streets seemingly. So I so 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 I've heard. I didn't kind of investigate it when I was over there. Will have a um like in a busy area, there'll be there'll be a police um uh, person like in, in on on most streets, kind of just standing there. In a, in, a, in a little um, um, apologies to the listeners, there's a lot of tractor traffic.
2: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I had. had an ambulance and like a thing drive by, so fire <laughs> engine of sorts. So Thank, uh, uh, all up to Darren and <laughs> I to edit those out. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, now I have to leave them in because you've referenced it through dialogue. But um, no, but continuity deep. Oh, yeah but no, but no to, to, to bring it back though like i like i do think and it's kind of like there's an actual they actually reference it in dialogue early on where they go to where they kind of like literally drive off the beaten path and they cross over into the spirit world and there's probably stuff to talk about there in terms of like the the idea of liminal spaces and crossing over and boundaries and stuff but they arrive at this abandoned theme park and Like, her father very specifically positions it in the historical context of the lost decade, which is, like, during the 90s, you know, like, during the 80s and 90s when the Japanese economy was booming, which is, again, a recurring 250 trope. Tied into another recurring true Fifty trope, which I'm going to leave to Andrew. Like RoboCop like, 3. Like, like RoboCop, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this idea of, yes, of like Japan as an emerging economic powerhouse in the 80s and a rival to the United States. And then what happens in the 90s when it all kind of implodes, you end up with the lost decade. And you have them literally at the start of this movie wandering through the wreckage. Of that, or the remains of that, this weird kind of like, and again, it's very much like a. Th- it's beautifully animated, but it's a theme park because you can see like the fronts of the houses are literally like a theme park, are constructed like facades, uh, hiding something behind them. But like you have this throughout this kind of obsession with money and capitalism and like how much stuff costs. So things like the fact they're driving an Audi, she's wearing Adidas, her father's boasting about four like four wheel drive, and you know, don't worry. Daddy's here with cash and credit cards so he can pay for absolutely everything. And you do have, like, even things like it's been noted that the character of Yubaba is very much a westernized character um, in terms of, like, the film. Because, obviously, the attendants are all dressed in traditional Japanese clothing. Like, there are several characters here drawn from Japanese mythology But Yubaba uh, basically is more westernized. So like it has carpets, it has doors. Um, The way in which she dresses and presents herself is explicitly kind of westernized. And so there's like a reading of the film where this is about the influence of capitalism and particularly like Western, like American and European capitalism on Japanese culture. And I mean, arguably you have that with like no face when he shows up and he just has all of this gold that he can generate that will make everybody around him do whatever he wants and debase themselves. What's it? Your heart's so big. There's so much of it to kiss. At one point they sing during the kind of like, you know, the English language dub version of it. But the idea that like no face becomes this consuming, Monstrous force that they just try to satisfy and ends up almost destroying the bathhouse as a result. But they're like, kind one of, of the...
2: consuming yeah. forces that surround him as well. So yes. there's that kind of double doubleness, mm, you know. Much if a that's that's a word.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, but but it is. Like, I think I think that, and I think that's kind of interesting. Like a reading of it in a specific like Japanese cultural context is and again it's 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 weird because like we talked about the absurdity of Princess Mononoke last week being like the Miyazaki movie coming to the West of like Disney being like, yeah, this is the guy who did Totoro. He did Rosso. This guy, everybody's going to love him and how so many of like Miyazaki's movies are Western inflected. Thinking of things like Nausicaä drawing from Dune, for example. Um, things like, uh, was it the Castle of Castellari drawing from Lupin, the French character. Um, things like, you know, for example, Laputa Castle in the Sky being influenced by like Welsh mining towns and stuff like that. And, you know, then Princess Mononoke is the one that they go, yep, yeah, American audience are going to love this. And it's the one that's like, oh, by the way, here's a, like a bunch of context about Japanese history, culture, philosophy and religion all woven into one. And I think Spirited Away is interesting because, like, while you have all of that specific Japanese context happening in it, it's a very Western movie. And I think Dee spoke to this last week. I think Dee, when we were talking about this, you said, actually, it was very lucky that Spirited Away followed Mononoke, in a sense. Because it does feel, perhaps I'm speaking for myself here, but does Spirited Away feel more accessible to Western audiences? Does it feel, like, when I was watching it, to me, it felt, like, outside of those specific references and contexts... It felt like something Western audiences could get a bit easier than Mononoke. Is that fair to
2: say? Yeah, definitely. It feels like the kind of movie that Disney would bring out. You know what I mean? Aside from the fact that it is set in Japan with Japanese characters and stuff like that. There is just something very Disney about it. And something I kind of really honed in on on my most recent watching of it last week. And I think that this is probably something that, you know, connects with a lot of audiences is the child protagonist. I just think that Miyazaki gets it so right when it comes to his child protagonist and it's because he has so much respect for them like when you watch so many Hollywood movies the kids are comic relief don't kids say the darndest things or often we see them used as vehicles for change in the adult protagonist so think of something like you know Despicable Me or that recent Palmer Monsters Inc even Monsters Inc even exactly um but like Miyazaki really emphasizes those qualities that make children really special and Chihira, And this is why I was appalled that predated Shahira <laughs> but I'm glad she's changed her mind um, but I mean Shahira just she keeps charming absolutely everyone she meets because she's just this sweet well-mannered and good intention person and another thing that really struck me as I was watching this film again because like the child is independent of the adults it's her that senses the danger that they don't and it's her that has like the important value system of you know not being greedy and rejecting money and stuff because we've already seen from the parents that they are greedy because they eat the food and that they do care about like money and status and all of this stuff and she's the one we see you know through her relationship with no face and the fact that she rejects all the money and everything that he offers her like she has that value system and that humility within her it's not something that she's inherited and i think that there's something really kind of beautiful about that um and i think that like the people around her get that as well and it's 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 just such a beautiful movie and like I'll I'll get into like some of the visuals and some of the individual scenes that I love in this, but like just one to mention while we're on the subject matter is when you see everyone like cheering for her, like a whole town has been so moved by this child that they can't stop celebrating her. I think that there's something like so like special about that.
0: Um, just very quickly, actually. And again, we'll, we'll probably talk about the difference between the sub and the dub in a moment, but one of the big one, there are several differences in terms of tone and the Japanese dub tends to be a bit blunter and a bit more abrupt and a bit rougher around the edges, uh, which I, I suspect is in large part down to the response to Mononoke. Because Mononoke, you had kind of like Gaiman going, we're going full Japanese on this. We're going to commit to like the fact that this is set in Japan. We're going to like try and bring the audience about. We're going to explain as much as we can, but we're going to be as faithful as possible. Like, he's going to stay... Ashitoka's going to stay a prince in this. Whereas the adaptation of the dub and Spirited Away tends to be a lot softer. So you mentioned that sequence where No-Face offers her the money. Um, In the English version, Chihiro says, I don't want any, but thanks. In the Japanese version, she responds, I don't want any, I don't need any. Uh, Which is a much stronger kind of statement, I think, in terms of rejecting what he's offering and rejecting if you read the film in that way, the influence of kind of capitalism and the idea of kind of needing money. But I think actually to, to bring it back to, to hero, and again, maybe this is the kind of more universal theme of it, but the idea of growing up and like life without your parents and the idea, like one of the core themes of the movie is she loses her parents. She They wander off together. Her parents get turned into pigs and then she yeah, ends up having... Th- terrifying scene um and all the more terrifying because it it counts on you being lured in by that sweet sweet ghibli food it weaponizes it
4: <laughs> I was we- thinking of that. it's so good looking
0: it weaponizes ghibli food and it lures you in and it like the worst part of it is that it threatens that if you consume ghibli food you may become ghibli food like i reckon
4: her, her <laughs> parents will be attractive
0: but her parents will look like really juicy Ghibli hams. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> if they did serve up her parents, you'd be like, I kind of, I feel
4: bad. I, yeah, but I'd I probably, mean, like, I'd, They deserve yeah. this.
0: But I'd probably think that ham looks lovely, though. I mean, it's sad that Shigiro lost her parents. Is it
4: not a cycle? Is it not like the, the snake eating its tail? Is that once you eat them, you then turn into the delicious succulent ham at yourself? And <laughs> well, that's how Ghibli sustains yeah. yeah. itself. I think that
1: is the bargain. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. the bargain. If um, but there's no such bargain with Okja You can
2: <laughs> you can eat okra. Oh, Okja is Such Okja. an upsetting movie. Oh. <laughs> it almost love- made me vegetarian. <laughs> this, po- this podcast is going to
1: be, is just
4: going to like ruin. Just deep. I, it's
0: like I, a, I, I love that. Like Andrew on. wanting to eat Oakja is like a recurring two fifty trope yes. at this point. It's
1: you like can, <laughs> you can taste Oakja <laughs> and without killing Okja it just hurts a bit. Oh, it's um, Andrew! Oh no! All right, all um, right. But you did, it, um,
4: it didn't help that he looks like an adorable hippo.
1: Yeah, he did look like an adorable hippo. But, but, but can, can can we say like this movie that we just watched, Spirited Away*, is? Um, I feel I feel like it was horrific in every sense. <laughs>
4: all right, yeah.
1: Because um, we, we did we did yeah. the flip with Breed.
4: I want to hear the flip with Andrew.
1: All right. It was really creepy, and there was like identity loss in it, and body <laughs> identity <power>, theft, <laughs> uh, estrangement, kind of gore, is stuff were kind of uncanny. But like my,
0: there's lots of stuff coming into crawling. and going out of bodies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And when like nobody eats that, people, it gets actually very uh, creepy.
1: It's like I felt like. um Uh, I wanted to check for zits. Oh my gosh. You know, watching this. That's
2: so weird you say that, Andrew, because I found that, you know, the long extended sequence where they clean that spirit and there's all the mud and and she's crawling up and she's getting so disgusting. I was watching that and I was like, this is like those popping blackhead videos. Yes. That's exactly (laughs) what came into my head. So Um,
4: I have, I have notes. (laughs) Uh, the cleaning of the stink spirit was actually inspired by real events. It was inspired. Yeah, there's Darren there's Darren there's, Darren. there's Darren. there's <laughs> Darren g- getting the nod. A river yeah, he... close to where uh, Miyazaki Darren has Darren doesn't these, have to yeah. bring
0: this up anymore. Darren to <laughs> bring this up. Yeah.
4: A, a river close to where Miyazaki lived in the countryside. Uh, when they cleaned the river, he got to see the bottom of it and it was truly putrid and it was the same kind of feeling and you want to include that. There's actually a ton of... A ton of scenes in this film were inspired by things he'd seen. Uh, like uh, when she's trying to get the the uh, creature out of Haku's mouth. Um, he was inspired by watching a vet take uh, something out of a dog's jaw.
2: Oh yeah, because they locked down. Yeah, because they locked down. Yeah. and
4: it's The architecture was inspired by actual locations. The abandoned theme park is the town of Zhufun in Taiwan. Uh, the bathhouse is actually based off a bathhouse that he went to when he was a child.
0: No, he never went inside. Oh, no, he visited it, yes, but he, uh,
4: yeah, that that's just... Like, the, the entire
0: well, movie derives from Maizaki looking at a bathhouse that he used to pass as a child and never went inside and wondering what the hell went on inside what there. What would
1: it be like if everyone wore clothes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Truly the worst of all worlds, says Andrew. <laughs> um, but, um, no, like, like, and again, like, there's a really great quote from Maizaki when he was doing promotion for this at Comic-Con, and he said, you know... When I say that I get inspiration from real life, I think of real life as extending about a 300 meter radius around me. Uh, Well,
1: it's, it's, Gaiman said the same thing. He said like, like everything that happens to you, everything you see, like just add it to the compost pile, you know, and like take that. Think about like, you know, ways you can use it and then just kind of put it there.
4: I, I mean, you say and, that and it just makes me think of, you know, his work with American Gods, that, that book, just like how he um, wrote that. Yeah, like, from America.
2: like one scene, there's so many scenes in this that I absolutely adore, but one scene that kind of, while we're on this kind of subject matter, probably sticks out to me is something that you would see and put in a film is uh, that train scene with all the lonely ghost men because how many times have you gotten on a train and you've seen those guys? They're just huddled up. They they probably have like very few friends or living relatives and they have gotten kind of lost and it is like they're almost half dead and there's something like so like striking and actually quite moving about that even though it's just such a like simple visual. Um, I think, yeah.
3: I think it adds to it that the train is only going one way at yes. this point, it no longer goes both ways. It's one direction only. And it just- Well it's life. It's yeah. life. Like
0: it You ride it and you get, you know, you look out the window and you see maybe a house, a future. You see, like, there's the wonderful haunting shot of the silhouette of the girl just staring back at her as the train pulls out. And you don't get any context for it. It's when they pull out of the station. They stop at the station. All the shadowy men kind of get their bags and go out. And the train's leaving. And there's just this shot of a girl on a platform, a shadow girl, just staring at her. And it's weirdly, strangely moving, even though you don't know exactly That's the crossover
4: with Grave of the Fireflies.
0: But, but but it is, like, it, it is its life. It's the idea that, like, you're on a track, you're heading to a destination, you pass people every day, and you don't necessarily know who they are, what they're doing, and they're ghosts to you, and you're ghosts to them. It's all, like, it's very, very yeah. affecting Ships filmmaking. In the night. Uh, Ships in the night. But to, to bring it back to, to what Graham said there, the actual, the the bike, the bike that they mm, pull out of the, yeah, the square, bike. Is taken directly from Maizaki's yeah. memory of cleaning that river. It's not just like the imagery. It's not just the sense. It's the actual. No, there was a really horrible bike in there, <laughs> kind all of...
4: mangled and everything. It's, oh, it's just like to have that to have that talent to still, you know, that that talent and then to put it into something so magical is. Um...
3: It is phenomenal. a very visceral scene. Yeah, so you, feel it. <laughs> you I like as well it.
2: that they have a bike, but they also have an old jeep. So it's like the number <laughs> of years and the yeah. accumulation and the layers yeah. of filth. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's out. Awesome. Fishing, fishing
1: line. Yeah, yes. fishing line. <laughs> like pulling, like uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: my <laughs> god! Like, I wish I wish this, this was a so visual were, medium cause ah. your face, Yeah, no, no. Andrew. It's it's
0: like if you have something stuck in. Yeah, if you have something stuck in something, you're pulling out. Yeah. It's like you know that's gooey like it shouldn't be oh, gooey okay, but it okay, is now I get
4: why Andrew said I'm that okay, to, actually, I'm wondering yeah. what it would have been, w- been
3: like if we did um, uh, was we used to do um, a group watch of the film before this how it would have been watching Andrew watch this <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been very interesting
0: lot of me scratching myself
1: just go for a shower oh. in
3: Darren's house you know <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> We had to pause the podcast while Andrew had a shower. But, no, but like. We, and every...
1: You remember your name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, you see oh, it. Oh, your name? No, no, but oh, sorry, watching yes. it with that. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I re- yes. Um, no, very, anyway. different very different film. Very
3: different
0: film. And, anyway, but like to bring re- it back to what Dee was saying there about the train ride, because this is about a journey to adulthood. It's about like a journey. Going one direction, it's like you are changed by this process because you know she's separated from her parents. She has to survive, and this is probably okay. This is probably the place to talk about the big differences between the sub and the dub because you know we mentioned Ooh. some. T- oh, go ahead. Oh, uh,
2: sorry, I, I'll I'll let you finish, Aaron. But I actually, when I watched it this time round out of curiosity so I watched it dubbed but with subtitles and the subtitles referred to the Japanese and there were some noteworthy differences that I had to take note of so you say yours and then I'll say mine because I found some gas ones in there (laughs)
0: yeah yeah no like it's and like at a very high level you can see why these changes were made these changes were very much made because Mononoke was like I'm going to be as faithful to Japanese culture as I can be And nobody turned out to see them and Disney were like, okay, that approach doesn't work. Cancel through there. Let's see if we can, can you give us a clear cut villain? Can you give us a stronger arc? Can you make sure the characters' motivations are continually stated at every possible opportunity? So, big differences between the Japanese, um, like the Japanese version and the English dub. The English dub makes reference to Chihiro's parents much, much, much more frequently. Whenever characters are conversing in the English dub, it's always like, well, if you want to get your parents back, you're going to need to do this. Uh, Whereas in the Japanese, it tends to be, you need to do this if you want to survive, if you want to get back home. And I guess if you ever want to see your parents again, that's kind of like... Well, I mean, they're ser- spirits. They don't
4: give a crap about
1: humans. Yeah, it's it's, it's really a tertiary yeah. thing. I mean, it's- if you're a child and you're not hungry, <laughs> 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 you do your parents. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, Jap- but,
2: but some of the lines from the Japanese versus the, you know, dub parents are different as well. One that I found hilarious was from the very end, because these are the last lines. Yes. Is, if I may. Um, So in the Japanese version... The mom and dad are saying we're off Chihiro hurry up Chihiro and there isn't that last little exchange of her saying you know I think I can handle it whereas in the um dub version they're saying you're not scared Chihiro don't worry Chihiro everything's going to be fine it's going to be scary to have a new home and a new school and then she says I think I can handle it so you have like this emotionally loaded versus come on we're leaving Get out. Do you know which of the Japanese <laughs> ones? I do one, like, like the just... dubs.
4: I actually think I prefer the dub the way that... Because it, it, it is like Darren and D saying it. D and Dee, if you will. Ha ha, brought back. The other D and D, Not <laughs> Dungeon and Dragons, Darren yeah. and D, apparently. Um, yeah. It's very much that, you know, you're saying that she is growing up. This film is about growing up. It's also, you could see it that um, it's almost like she goes to summer camp. That's, you know, she's having all these experiences that, you know, not around her parents and she's growing up and she's meeting new people and she's having kind of experiences that um, definitely her parents wouldn't want her involved with, you know, because if anyone ever went to summer camp, they always, like, you always had um, kind of adventures that, you know, maybe your parents would not let you have.
1: Everyone goes to summer camp and finds a dead body. Yeah.
4: I mean, like, (laughs) I I definitely had a river river boyfriend, uh, like Haku, uh, during my summer camps.
0: Well, no, no, that is part of the coming of age, though. Like, Haku yeah, is, is, like, stereotypically, no. like, you're, you're a 10-year-old girl. There's this boy, he seems kind of sweet, but he's then older. he's really... Aggr- no, he, yeah, but then he seems kind of sweet, but he's really aggressive towards you, and you can't figure out if there are two of him or not. Yeah, that and, felt like there was two of him. When, when
4: I was younger watching, that, I was like, is there another
0: one around here? No, no, that's just how teenage boys behave. It, it's, <laughs> like... No, that's, that's
4: how cool teenage boys ha- behave.
0: Graham, that's I think... That's not how I that's, behaved. That's, That's a separate conversation to have um, about masculinity and about like gender stereotypes and stuff like that. Um, But no, but like, and to bring it back to what Dee said there about the closing lines, because I think this is a fundamental difference between the Japanese and the English uh, version of the movie, the title spirited away, right? Um, It is. And again, this is the thing that we mentioned, like this being a movie that is accessible to Western audiences. Like, we In Western culture, you have the idea of, like, fair folk and spirit realm and being kind of, you know, sneaking away and being abducted by fairies. You know, in Ireland, you have, like, the concept of the changeling, for example, and various other things like that. But, like, and and even, like, watching Spirited Away, you know, Alice in Wonderland is a big example as well. That's, like, a great example of it, of a child just wandering and falling into a mysterious world and then coming back. Um, Chronicles of Narnia, for example, disappearing into a wardrobe of finding a mysterious world and coming back and all this sort of stuff. Um, but generally speaking, and even like in Spirited Away, there are moments where like it feels almost peculiarly tailored to the, you know, British or European or kind of American experience where like there's this strange focus on eating food from the spirit realm and the idea that if you eat food from the spirit realm, you'll be able to stay there, possibly have to stay there forever, Yeah, which is... Trapped you might be trapped there, which is again, how Western kind of culture approaches that as well. But the difference is, um, and again, like there's a broader difference between, Spirited Away is kind of ambiguous as to whether or not this is real or not, in that it it pointedly avoids, uh, it was all a dream mysterious ending, because they come back to the car and the car is like overgrown. And she she
2: still has the sparkly bobbin.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's how you know.
4: I still want to know what that sparkly
2: bobbin does. It, it looks very flimsy cute. to hold all that hair. I mean, I don't buy it. That's
0: I think it gave her. I think I think it helped <laughs> yeah, her like... figure out which one was her parents' maybe. She's a teenage girl now. That's that's what it is. It's a sparkly bubble. She's just like scaling up. She's she's making her own fashion choices. <laughs> she's properly bling. But like the the difference is so like the Japanese have this concept of Spirited Away, and it it is. And I apologize for any Japanese or Jap- uh, Japanophile listeners out there. Uh, kami Kashui which is to spend time in the spirit world. And the idea is that if you're in a bad place in your life, or if you have a negative attitude, you'll be swept away by the spirits to learn a lesson and reform your ways. And this is, this is the big difference between Japan and uh, the Western conception of it. And it's a big difference in the dub and the sub. In Japanese culture, you return to the normal world, but you have no memories of your journey it is just up to you to decide whether or not you change from that point forward. So you, you know you've changed, but you don't remember exactly what happened. You don't remember the journey that you had. You were just taken away, it happened, and then you're different. And if you read the subtitles of the Japanese version of that, there's a lot of conversation about how just because you can't remember a thing doesn't mean that it's forgotten. So and like there's the big moment where she's talking to Yababa's sister about this and she's you know she's like oh yeah well, you, you you know Yababa, you feel yeah. Like, yeah you feel like you know him well that 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 means you do know him but like in the english dub it's very careful and very insistent to say oh it just means you haven't remembered yet it means that you will remember but you haven't remembered yet you will get it back and there's the moment where she's flying on the dragon and in the English dub, she's like, oh, I remember now, you're the river spirit where I lost my shoe, and that's who you are, and that's why you know me, I remember, this is fantastic. If you w- read the subtitles of the Japanese version, it's like, I don't remember, but my mother told me about a river where I lost my shoe. That must be who you are. Implying that it's it's more a kind of, a, it doesn't have to be a literal memory to remember. And that, I think, is the big difference between the closing yeah, it's sense. Better, actually. That's the closing scene with the Japanese version, where the Japanese version leaves it ambiguous whether Chihiro remembers what happened to her. Because it's like, come along, come along. And she doesn't say anything, and she just goes along. And you know that she's changed, and she knows that she's changed, but you're not sure she remembers everything that you have seen. But in the English dub, you get the little cherry on top, where the parents are like, come along, you have to go to school, don't be afraid. And she says, oh, I think I can handle it. In that kind of winky, naughty, Disney sort of way. It's like, (laughs) yeah, I dealt with a giant, all-consuming, no-face spirit and two witch women and a dragon. I think I can handle my first day of
2: school. No, I was just gonna add to finish that point, because if you can imagine, like, it would have been quite impactful in the original if like they were saying, like, hurry up to hero, we're going to hero, and you know how she has that look back, and then she runs to the car. So that's all just silent. So I'd say that. That could have been actually maybe more emotionally impactful, whether you're thinking about the memory thing or not. You know, that there's just kind of a silence. But no, the English have to be a bit smart-alecky. They can't help (laughs) it. And that comes into a few other translations. But you go first, Uh,
4: Ben. My thing was that I kind of, whenever I watch these type of things, uh, stories and that, I always feel a sense of bitter sweetness when uh, that happens, when the character might not remember their adventure. Uh, because then they've forgotten, and I've, it's always been like this one since I was a child. If they don't remember all the friends they made and all the adventure they had with them, I feel really sad for them. Yeah. So <laughs> the fact
5: that
4: and I and but I you was, remember
0: was, Graham. That's yeah, what's important. You remember for them.
4: It's not the same. Um. So I've never watched it in the in the sub. I've always watched it in the dub. So I didn't know that that were, there was that difference. So I I, I kind of prefer the whole cheese like. I wouldn't say it's snarky or it's a wink it's more like she understands I I do I've grown I've become that um I suppose yeah because as D and Dana uh, uh said um I maybe I'm not quite savvy enough to handle a little less I need a little bit more to give you that emotional punch because it is I did well up when she said that Oh that's you know that's just I just like that kind of story if, so, if someone forgets someone if something you, you know the kind of stories like even your name you're not quite at the end and like as you say we're in the spoiler spoiler zone so we're in spoiler for everything at the end of your name they don't remember each other but then they turn to each other if that scene didn't happen I'd freak out
2: oh same I, I, I wouldn't have I been wrecked after your name
4: yeah I like, wouldn't have been wrecked yeah. if they just walked down the stairs and they looked at each other and just went but then I uh the fact that they said do I know you is just uh that's kind of like a weird kind of i have to have that piece which is why inception is a bit of an issue with me sometimes sometimes
0: <sighs> okay oh, uh, stop hold <laughs> <believing. laughs> on to that feeling. um but yes no but i mean like and one of the interesting things is uh, one of the things that has been noted i think we talked about this in the podcast before about like the difference between the dubs and the subs like things like american and western audiences are less comfortable with silence they're left less comfortable with, like, moments of stillness than Japanese audiences are. Uh, and we talked about, like, Joe Hisachi's talked about how, like, for Laputa Castle in the Sky, he had to go back and, like, double the soundtrack. Because American audiences <laughs> had no, I- no idea how to react to, like, moments where nothing was playing on the soundtrack.
1: It's a kind of continental cinema, I yeah. think, as well. Um that it does, it does it doesn't have the same kind of reliance on uh um, scores kind of, and, like music to 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 tell like you it, how to even, feel exactly like 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 with with um with fritz Lang when he, they in m like they did they, they be, be, because they were kind of starting out with um movies with sound um there 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 were points where they just made like a creative decision to like let's have no sound in in this space because it it'll make the introduction of sound when when like a siren arrives uh, more dramatic. Um, so yeah, did it, it it's 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 kind of um, it's the American thing. It's it's that kind of. Um, were we talking about um, the fellow who did the uh, music for um, a lot of the Avengers movies and?
0: Alan Silvestri with Mac and yeah, Me. Yeah, exactly. But what, what a, a film to talk me, about, exactly. what a film to talk about Alan Silvestri's contributions to American cinema, Mac and Me. Yay! Um, I yeah, like that, no. I talked to Niall about
4: that recently. <laughs> so did
0: we.
2: <laughs> On the subject of translations, can I read out a few that I noted yeah. that were either interesting <laughs> or just good crack? Um, so one I noted was when um, the parents are like stuffing their faces chihiro says we're going to get in trouble in the english version but in the japanese it's they're going to be mad at us so again it's chihiro just having that intuition and picking up on this other presence that her parents just don't get through. they're either too selfish or already like magicked up to not get um the scene where zaniba come comes in and wreaks havoc so that's when she turns the baby into the mouse and the heads into the baby and all of that um, in in the japanese she says oh dear it seems i've been careless whereas in the english she says ow paper cut because the english have to go for their pun
4: oh god yeah
2: um, um also the baby calls her baba as opposed to mama in Japanese, which mm. traditionally means granny, so I don't know why they've made her the mom in the English version. Where she, when she's clearly to like, she's clearly an old lady. Why can't she just be the well, granny? It's just the fact that um,
4: you is her name, so I guess yeah, they didn't.
2: But like, she's a granny. Why? Why isn't it granny instead of mom? Don't, don't shame her just because she's old
0: and has a baby. That's
2: that's such a Western thing to say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Particularly the way that like her sister says, I want you to call me grandma as well in the English yeah. dub, which, which is very weird if you're not paralleling the two of them. Yeah. Um, and what I just want to note in terms of the dub very quickly, um, even outside of dialogue, um, the, English lang- the English language track is full of more ambient noise. So things like wind blowing, leaves rustling and stuff like that, because again, Western audiences very uncomfortable with silence in movies. Sorry, Andrew, cut you off there.
1: No, no, no. I, I, I was, I was going to say um, that I actually listened to the sub this time. And I think it was just, I started watching the dub. And, and apologies to any of our American listeners. But some sometimes, because, because, because American media is so dominant, you just get kind of tired of always listening to American voices, especially when watching kind of a Japanese movie. So I think I went for that. Yeah. The podcast that I had listened to that morning had had a very particular type of American accent. That 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 Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> you were born in Ireland, moved to Ghana. <laughs> yeah, but he's
4: hanging around with a lot of Americans right now.
2: I mean most of the difference I noticed between the dubs and subs were really spelling it out for the western audience because yeah. wasn't our podcast many chance Andrew are stupid so Was for it example because we have a very Baba particular guide to That her. the baby is gone <laughs> and she's like having a back and forth with Zen, Sen <laughs> yeah. at the Picked no, up no, an Zen, um Haku. Haku. At that point she sets up, okay, but I have one final test for Sen. There is no mention of this in the Japanese one oh, because wow, she really? just shows up and does the test. And ah. like it's fine, but Western audiences, we need that setup. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Well, us. there's also the fact
4: that um, when they do that uh, with the mouth flapping, uh, they have to make sure that there's something there because obviously she's still talking. So they have to make sure that there's something there.
0: They, they because do, the, they they did, they do that. It. They do that against a black screen, against the screen where she's not talking. It's like overlaid. uh reaction. Oh, really? Yeah, because, it's over the because, forest
2: oh, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, it's Jesus. it's over the
0: establishing shot. It's an additional line of dialogue um what i would note actually cuz you you ba- no cuz this is actually an interesting difference between the dub and and the sub is the treatment of yubaba and it's exactly what d said there in the sub yubaba is she's an antagonistic force like she's absolutely an antagonistic force yeah, but she's, she's but she's le- yeah she's your boss but she's less evil like if you read the subtitles or watch the subtitles yubaba's much more driven by like rules and regulations and oaths that she's taken like when she imposes that final test on um on chihiro like in the subtitles like the baby's like you can't do this i i'll promise i'll cry if if you don't send her home and, like, in the in the English version, she's like, oh, I have to do it. But in the Japanese, in the subtitles, it's very much, no, no, this is the deal. These are the rules. I am following yeah. the process that has been put in place. I mean,
4: she says basically the same thing, but they haven't established that there's an oath thing here that she has to follow. Yeah, Otherwise, well, you know, the rules will be all up no, in the air. So she doesn't stand as
0: much. But she's much more of an antagonistic force. Watching the English language version, you feel like she's doing it because she's being spiteful. Like yeah. that that yeah. line of dialogue that Dee mentioned, where like Haku is about to fly off, it's like, "Oh yes, but when she gets back, I reserve the right to administer one final test." And your <laughs> little dog too. Yeah, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's exactly what it is.
1: In, in it's a it's a it's definitely like a, a huge Miyazaki trope. It's like it a, a lot of his uh, Ghibli movies are in part for kids who find they're granny scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, you know because it it always kind of turns out that they're actually quite nice, yeah, you yeah. know. That, 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 um um like in Laputa or in um, Howl's castle. Castle. castle is like castle, the, the prime exactly. example. I mean. It's all it's it's the same kind of um, uh you know kind of arc for yeah, it. It, it's kind it. of like ah she wants to kiss me <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and the, we- <laughs> the weird creepy giant baby that's like if you don't play with me i'll break your arm yeah what um, the hell
4: that freaked me <laughs> out the first time i was just like baby baby's Fair. terrifying yeah. Yeah.
0: Very- um, but like I like I do think that's a, an interesting difference between like the English version and the um, sorry, the English version, and the Japanese version is that like the Japanese version's like, no, she's not a monster. She's not the wicked witch of the West. She's just this rampant capitalist who's bought into this system and is doing what she needs to do to preserve <clears throat> her economic interests. Whereas like there's a real sense here with the American version that it's like, nope, we need a villain. Hubaba yeah. looks like a villain. She's gonna be the villain that is the deal and and incidentally in terms of coming of age it's quite nice that like the final twist is that she realizes her parents were never there at all like she like that's the big thing she comes of age it's like which one of these is your parents it's like actually my parents aren't here at all because I'm such a grown up um Aww. yeah it's like proper grown it's up it's lovely
1: um i think i wonder that it reminds me that there were two characters that spent a decent amount of the movie in um, the tar slimers. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> there was you're... slimer, right? <laughs> the, 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 no they, face, that... no face. Yeah, yeah. They, they. they um... Frog man, the frog and I, the frog I, I man. Wondered, like, did they get to be friends <laughs> in there? Like, <laughs> in, in, inside. What, what see, like, time.
0: if this were a Pixar movie, there would be an animated short release, kind of tying yeah, into this, that would just be those two, two inside. Those two inside oh,
2: absolutely.
1: <laughs>
4: it was really creepy when when No Face ate the frog, and then he had his voice. That was that was really unnerving the first time you see that
0: because he's because uh, he's, he's scaling the walls. Yeah. Oh, well, no. He takes was so exorcist. good,
1: by the way. Well,
0: yeah. he takes mm. he takes on the attributes of the things that he's a consumer. Again, it's yeah. it's that fear of consumption. You become you are what you eat. You have like the people. <laughs> no, no. But like the, the parents. And eat. It's all on credit. It's not real money. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Like, it's just gold. It's all gold. Um, and like the fact, I love this. But it
1: disappears, like when the the, the stink gets to when,
0: it. When when the chips are down, like and by the way, I love that moment where like Haku's like, oh, she took something that you love and you didn't even realize. And the first response is to look at the gold because yeah. of course it is. Um, yeah. But like, oh, by the way, and quick shout out. Um, I think Graham will appreciate this in particular. But because this was from the Disney and Pixar crowd, because Lasseter kind of godfathered it into being. You'll notice that in the voice cast there is yes. John Ratzenberger. The John
4: Ratzenberger is like their manager. He's the main manager fella. Yeah, uh, it's always always fun to see him, hear him.
0: <laughs> it would be quite difficult to see him in this, but no, but yeah, I do think there is like that whole yeah. thing is kind of fascinating, and the whole the animation is absolutely stunning. It is a beautiful, mm. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful,
4: yeah. The how the the architecture of the bathhouse is uh, stunning. It really feels like a a magical, mystical place.
2: What I love as well, um, a part of the animation, is the variety of the designs. Like e- all of the ghosts and all the different spirits that come in, it's like they're all from different, like, movies and separate worlds. And that just adds to the sense of, like, mystery to it. Oh, it's just such an amazing world that's, like, built up here through, like, the design of all those different characters. The radish. Amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. There's the disgusting, delicious radish. How dare you say disgusting? He's lovely. <laughs>
4: He helped. He helped Shahiro uh, at the beginning of the film.
0: The radish spirit in his thong and his hat. Uh, um, <laughs> but he. But he seems very friendly. What I do say. What I do actually really like about spirit in a way is how little of it is explained. It's that. It's that logic of dreams. It's. It's that logic where like it's never explained for example why chihiro's parents eating food turns them into pigs but her eating food allows her to stay in her form there's a the moment where she's stuck on the ground she can't stand up and you know the the, the boy does the uh, you know unbind her spirits and it's like no idea what this means or why um and you like well, repeatedly yeah, it's- you have like Sorry. the idea of Yababa and she's like, "I never should have taken that crazy oath to give a job to anyone who came here and asked for it." And there's all this stuff that kind of happens throughout that doesn't make oh, any. Oh, is that why? Yeah, she's yeah, the she, dog. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah, she t- It's it's because she follows rules. That's her character, and and like it, it that's her. She she
1: she made an, an, a, a contract, a, a full employment,
0: a pledge, pledge a one hundred percent. She pledge. ran for election. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
1: it's like a, a job for everyone yeah. who, asks. <laughs> who asks. Yeah, to be clear,
0: that's the caveat there. But no, the, like, and even then, things like, for example, her sister like asking about, you know, can you transform like the baby you know back from this adorable like mouse thing it's like oh yeah that that spell ran out like hours ago you could just transform it at, you know at any time you want or stuff like no, that like,
4: nah.
0: or like like or... i like being a mouse but like the bit where is like i will travel to go and meet like uh zaniba and i'll like that will heal haku and then haku just heals anyway because of like the power of love um like i love that the Four the second. M- yes okay the it's power the most
1: powerful of... force in the universe dragon yeah
0: it's like dragons <laughs> or gravity um that, that... Are
3: dragons in love <laughs> that's... that would be like double sexy <laughs> okay wow <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <Okay>. you <laughs> took <laughs> it to a weird place
4: too weird yeah too
0: weird. that's okay. a different sort of hardcore <laughs> anime graham um but no what i what i would say like, I just feel like we're, not ta- we're not talking about haku and his design and like
4: how cool he is and like we're not talking about haku
0: Okay, anyway. It's, yeah, order... no, we get it. It's highly erotic. Yeah. No! no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't judge you here, Graham. It's okay. Uh, but, but, like, I, I love that, like, it it's the logic of a dream. It doesn't over-explain itself. There's no, like, grand mythology. There's no myth mm. arc. Like, even little details, like, I think, the character of Lynn like you never find yeah. out who she is or what she is cuz she looks human but she's clearly not human because no, she spirit. Yeah, yeah i think if you read the art book she's the spirit of a fox you know um, oh she's a kitsune and, Gra- cool. and Graham's like the only fox in this movie is the dragon if you catch no. my meaning
4: no um, he looked more like a like he was i'm fairly like i'm pretty certain what i thought was a little bit weird was he's based on a chinese dragon he's not an actual like those are the those are the eastern chinese dragons aren't they his design
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I'm it? not no, going, I'm going to pretend. To to <laughs> you. Yeah, we're, we're, we're deferring <laughs> to you on this one, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. As our no. dragon so, expert. Yeah. Um, all right.
2: I think, um, Darren. At one point there, you mentioned the big baby. Can yes. we talk about the big baby for a minute? Because I love yeah. that character. Voiced by Tara Strong. Oh, she's a, she's amazing. Again, such great voice actors. But, yeah. Um, Did you meet her at
4: uh, Dublin Comic Con? No. Yeah, she's great. I've made it to
2: very few Dublin Comic Cons. I know, and she's voiced so many characters I love over yeah. the years. Someday, someday. Raven, you of uh,
4: Teen Titans.
0: You can always awesome. count on her for a strong performance, but sorry, let's talk <laughs> about the baby. Oh, <laughs>
2: um, You know what? It's so funny that we mentioned My Neighbor Totoro recently because Big Baby's development is so My Neighbor Totoro in that it's all like visual signs yeah you know yeah. as opposed to because like he's mute and he can't say anything and even like the design <laughs> of him is like one of the characters in my neighbor Totoro. Mm-hmm. but i just love the development of that character and how much he learns from chihiro because chihiro like even though he's such a little asshole to her <laughs> and like and threatens to break, yeah he threatens to break her arm i mean she just protects him without question like you know she, he's a mouse she could have like been ew mouse but she not she takes him in and she looks after him and then like there's so many like lovely little moments like when they work together to make her the it's bracelet and wheel. then also like I just love the sass of that exchange when he's crawling along he's got the bird on his back she offers to carry him and he just looks away like that looks <laughs> such sass <laughs> and he just walks one of my yeah favorite moments in that movie like oh
0: i sorry, the, love the moment where like she's talking with zaniba at the table and the bird and the mouse wander into shot and they steal yes. some crackers and they steal some grapes and they like eat them and then they steal a bunch more to eat later and just kind of waddle out of shot which There's is no
1: uh, food wasted <laughs> i feel like everything gets given to the pigs <laughs> um anyway like
0: and then the it's, pigs it's... themselves end up eating as well so it's are all
2: yeah. those pigs
4: do you think humans that I've just wandered into into the bathhouse and been turned.
2: Ooh, another That's question been... that is unanswered. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, like you know, what? like you saw how the you saw how the parents were turned, and they turned into pigs. So you have to assume that but
2: there aren't the a
0: bunch pigs... of there aren't a bunch of like cars parked in the middle of nowhere, Graham. It's not like they pull up to the abandoned like theme park and there's a bunch but, of cars. But it is an abandoned
4: park. theme park. Yeah, they didn't search everywhere. I'm just saying, there's a
1: there's, there's a lot of pigs. Where those pigs come from? Uh, mm. Pigs, pigs arrive at the park, <laughs> and, they <laughs> and they turn into people. Yeah. yeah, Lynn was With, a pig. Like, pencils in their shirts
0: <laughs> <laughs> and credit cards and clean credit histories, yeah. crucially as well. Yeah. Um, what I do actually think is is kind of interesting, kind of worth worth mentioning. There is the like the idea that it's never entirely clear where the dream begins. There's never a moment where she falls down a rabbit hole. Like when she Mm. goes through the gap into the theme park, it's still relatively realistic. It's still grounded. Like it's still, her parents are still there. They're still talking. The theme park looks like it's a place that might actually physically exist in the real world, for example, but like it gets progressively weirder and progressively more unreal. And so it's hard to place the exact moment where she crosses over um, although you know, I'll, is it not kind of? I would have thought
2: it was the appearance of Haku, kind of when, and then doesn't the world kind of start changing them? But yeah, I suppose but there like is the appearance the, of the food before that, like and like her food. parents like have already hot, turned it's, into like It's pigs.
0: piping hot. It's the only thing there. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, there right? is the recurring image Stream of the bridge. Strap. There is the
0: recurring image of the bridge. So, like, they turn off when he's taking a shortcut, and they go over a bridge, and she has to get mm-hmm. if she wants to get back to the real world, she has to hold her breath and get over a bridge. There is all that kind of stuff there, but I do the bridge like,
2: between childhood and adulthood, you can oh. if you will, the bridge like, between many worlds. like a
0: train line as well. Um, this
2: can
1: I say that they, quickly? This is a very important thing to mention, but it's a it's a breakfast cereal movie. There's like um, little kind of what do you call them? Like in Lucky Charms, leprechauns, oh being yeah, being carried around. Oh
4: yeah, and, when they when they feed when the, the when they feed the suits oh, yeah, do, yeah, when <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, feeding it. the dust things, yeah.
1: And, and then later on, the go it it it's like golden nuggets. Yeah, they yeah, they hit. do look at like golden yeah. nuggets. Yeah, oh. exactly. It's it's this is why kids like this
0: movie. <laughs> it's it's it it's makes all for, hungry. it's all for big breakfast cereal. Um, and and yeah. one more not golden for nuggets Han, are pretty good, right? <laughs> uh, one more thing to kind of bring us back then full circle. Um, because to, to bring it back to something Andrew said there, because Andrew was talking about like how it's a movie that made him want to take a shower. One of One of the things I find really interesting, and again, I'm not an expert, I'm quoting from people who are experts, so this is all secondhand, take it with a grain of salt before Darren makes some sort of gross offensive generalization about culture, Um, he says, before he makes a gross generalization about culture. But one of the interesting things about Japanese culture and the way in which Japanese culture sees itself, and maybe Andrew or Graham or Dee or Breed can speak to this better than I can, um, is the idea that uh, Japanese people tend to see Westerners as dry or overly concerned with reason, and Japanese people see themselves as wet, which is irrational and illogical and emotional. Um, in contrast to rational Westerners, which is interesting because when you think about how Westerners see Japanese culture, Westerners tend to see Japanese culture as like rigid with kind of boundaries and class systems and caste, polite, honorable, based on kind of dignity and respect and kind of like being seen as being rational. But apparently Japanese culture sees itself as wet. Um, And this is from uh, Jared Taylor, who wrote Shadows of the Rising Sun, A Study of Japan. They think of Westerners who leave jobs drop customers, change wives, or switch political parties as disconcertingly dry. They think of their own society as dripping wet. Its web of personal ties can be constricting, but it is also humane and emotionally supportive. So it's it's more driven by emotional concerns and emotional connections than it is by cold, hard rationalism. So one of the arguments that has been made about Spirited Away is that Spirited Away is quite literally the wettest movie possible in a very physical sense. It's obsessed with fluid, um, beginning, you know, with a magically appearing sea that cuts Chihiro off from the mundane world, the kind of, like, boat and foot and train journey across water, like, all across water. Even though it's a train, it's traveling through water, for example. Um, You have, like, the goo and the goop, the fact that it's a bathhouse, the herbal bath... The blood co- pouring well, from Haku's mouth as he chokes on a spell. The outsized tears Chihiro cries as she works through it. Oh, the fact that Haku himself is literally a river. He is the wettest boy imaginable. Um, <laughs> he's a wet boy.
1: And covered in blood and viscera that like slaps all over the wall. Yeah, and yeah, when
4: he slams into that wall and just all that blood is pouring out of his mouth. Kids movie. Yeah, yeah it's like,
2: oh my God, he's dying. <laughs> I have to say, I'm so glad that you mentioned the big crying scene there because I love that scene so much. And you know what? Watching it in a pandemic, like it was, like, it was actually kind of too real because, like, when she like cries and it's big sobs and it's yeah, ugly yeah. snotty yeah. crying, like it's so funny because. She is so emotionally overwhelmed at that point. And it's so true. When you have a big, loud, ugly cry, it does make you feel so much better. So I just love how in that moment, she's not crying because she's a kid. She's crying because she's in grief. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, yeah. a,
4: that's a Ghibli staple. They have big, they have big wet tears. You, you look at all their films, whenever they cry, they don't hold back on the animation of crying. It's, it's a fantastic and quite, quite cathartic and therapeutic
0: by the way, I would like to give Andrew a special shout out there. We've had a big recurring motif in discussing the films of Hayao Miyazaki is the question of whether or not all his male leads are uh. boys. I think Andrew is entirely correct to note that in fact, they are all wet boys. Um, oh my god! I well, know, like Howl literally turns into a big pool of goop. Yeah, probably. whenever
4: he gets yeah, whenever he gets depressed, he turns into They're a big right. wet blob. A literal then, like, Yeah, he is the w- towel dropping and, sh- and like her not looking. And- he
0: is the wettest boy imaginable. So there, I think, is, is something to be said. Anyway, so I think that about wraps Can is- we stop?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something about Haku that I really don't like, and it pissed me off the first time I watched it, and pissed me off yeah. now? He's so uh. fucking handsy. I really don't like it. Like as soon as he meets Chihiro, he's like grabbing her hand, running around, like has her pushed up against the wall and his arms around her. And like, I just like, he doesn't know her and he's all up in her space. I like, I have a personal space problem anyway. So like one thing I've enjoyed about the pandemic is I don't have to hug strangers anymore.
4: (laughs) Okay. It's not just me. Oh, well, thanks. That's a good thing to know.
2: Well, no,
1: I, I think I've developed that since the pandemic. Like, I don't think I I had many issues before, but now if somebody, like, gets anywhere near me, I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like,
2: like it's different with people, you know. (laughs) What is wrong with you? But people who you've just met. I've been on so many nights out where girls who I've never met before will be like, hey, how are you? My name's whatever. And they're just coming up and hugging me. And I'm like, get away. So, sorry, that might be personal. No, no, no. no.
3: I used to have personal space. But. 11 and a half years ago. That is not since then.
4: <laughs> I don't really have, I don't give a crap about personal space.
3: He has no boundaries. He can't be on his own or he can't be quiet. <laughs> no. Silence, <laughs> silence is not silence a Silence evades it, me. Silence drives Graham crazy. So it does
4: Graham, drive me crazy. Gra-
0: Graham is very much the American dub of Spirited Away, it seems. <laughs> no, um,
4: don't say that.
3: Yes. Well, yes, I can handle you. silence. No, you can't. Yes, I can't. Be honest. I can't.
0: Thank you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I I did like by the way that Graham was first to jump in there to defend Haku as a dragon. It's like sure he may not respect personal space, but on the other hand, he is a <laughs> dragon.
4: <laughs> well, I think the whole point of the whole personal space thing between him and and Chihiro is he technically does know her, like he saved her life. Is that not a thing?
2: Well, I wouldn't well, I wouldn't want a wet boy dangerous. grabbing my hand.
4: No, I know, but I'm not saying no. I'm not saying the personal space thing <laughs> is a good thing but would that be that like, there's a there's a kind of subconscious familiarity Would that be it's it? a
1: funny it's a funny thing though no? for 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 a film but, but, like you know what what kind of choice do you make on that because because, because it is subjective like 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 a a, a a lot of people will 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 find that level of touch reassuring or something yeah, yeah some people do you know that where yeah where it's like what like, do I'm you like do if you're trying to kind of um, comfort or yeah yeah get people to like this character or, or get you to feel yeah and I
2: mean I do also get that they're kids and kids are much more kind of hands on with one another anyway you know but like oh I didn't like it
3: I think from his point of view it was literally just she's gonna die, grab her get her there, now she's safe, done job done, well done but then there's
2: that bit where she's backed up against the wall and I don't know, he's trying to be Hercules or something, sorry oh now you have to (laughs) (laughs) sorry Darren, I've been so good (laughs) (laughs) but um I'm excited to hear what noise (laughs) what what random
0: (laughs) (laughs) There are so many good ones.
2: It'll uh, be a dragon call. No, no, no. no,
0: no. <laughs> just no, 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 no. no, no, It'll be
4: the no face noise he makes.
0: <laughs> Remember
4: the noise no, no face yeah. makes when he's walking around?
0: Yeah, feeling all... Uh, no face is skinny legs, by the way, which is something that oh, I know. Oh, God. That, like, the weirdest thing about no face isn't that like he's a faceless blob without a face. It's that he's, you know, he has skinny legs and arms. Like every, once, terrifying, every terrifying once in a while t- He'll like Like move his Kind of like form Like it's a skirt And have to step on stuff And they're just so Thin and kind of gangly And it's just like Would you mind oozing If you oozed it would somehow Be less unsettling <laughs> really.
1: you, You'd be more You'd be more palatable If you could just ooze a little bit But well, it's like Slimer has these Big red lips too
4: <laughs> Does he?
1: I think he's all green No
4: he's all green It's the His mouth He has a tongue his he,
1: yeah. he has a red tongue Definitely. Yeah but Yeah <laughs>
0: Okay, well, I, love I love that this is where we ended up on our Spirited Away conversation. Is there anything else anybody else wants to talk about? Anything that we haven't discussed already? Anything jumping out at people from their notes or from opinions or kind of things that they have to say about the movie?
1: The green disembodied head trio. I mean, there's not much I'll say about it. But They're great. I love how they yeah, open right. the
0: doors. Um, and, like, oh. and this is weird. This is going to sound very culturally insensitive and I probably shouldn't say it. But one of the things I found interesting is how much of this reminded me of like Mario games. So things like your
2: I also thought it was like a video game. Yeah.
0: So things like Yababa, like the design of Yababa with the giant head and the small body reminds me of like the proportions of like Wario or various other kind of like Mario world characters, where the face is gigantic and like lined and wrinkled and unsettling, and the body is just kind of small. Um, and then things like the three heads reminded me a bit of like bad guys you'd see in something like Mario, where they'd hop on the ground and jump towards you. And even things like No Face reminded me of Shy Guys, if you remember from like Super Mario 2, for example.
1: Oh, Luigi oh, still exists. Yeah. Shy Guy
4: has his own story yeah. line and everything. He's, he still exists.
0: But no, sorry that that was just anyway. That was something I kind of jumped Sorry, D, cut you off. There. It
2: does kind of play out like a video game, though, in terms of like you're meeting different characters and they're giving her quests and she's exploring different areas of this world. Um, no, sorry, I think sorry, I think Andrew, you were saying something there.
1: No, no, I I, I, I wasn't going to say something. I, I agree with you there. It is like a platformer. I would say it's a,
4: it's more of a folktale. I'd say it's a fairy tale that you know it's the kind of quests given to the hero to save the day and. You know, that that kind of thing. And that's why it is very much like a C.S. Lewis uh, inspired, inspired uh, adventure and why people can easily make that um, comparison of, oh, it's a Japanese version of Alice in Wonderland.
3: It, it's really interesting that C.S. Lewis has gotten mentioned again because I did not want to interrupt uh, Darren when he was saying earlier about Hayao uh, Max Mikazaki's um, inspiration. But as you were telling it, it just reminded me so strongly of C- why C.S. Lewis wrote the "The Witch in the Wardrobe" in the first place, because he had never written children's books before. He kind of had a very different track record. But during World War II, um, these children were sent to his house, um, you know, to escape the Blitz, and he was talking to them and realized they knew no interesting stories, um, and so he he wrote the first book for the little girl called Lucy, um, so that she would have an interesting adventure story to read about her and her siblings um and it's just it was just such a familiar thing as you were saying it wow it's just like that's such a but, similar story
0: i love how passive aggressive that was as well you have no interesting stories i'm gonna give you one
5: um <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's a, you know if you want an interesting story just come up with a christian allegory yeah. <laughs> like robocop Again, <laughs> sorry and that that's that's a um like there is an obligatory Robocop reference, but every reference after that is just discretionary, I guess. <laughs>
0: uh, Alright, um and uh, Unnecessary. Uh quick quick shout-out as well, in the dub version, uh Chihiro is voiced by Davy Chase, um who mm-hmm. voiced Lilo in Lilo and Stitch, which competed against this for the best animated film Oscar. Um, and She's
4: Samara out of the
5: ring.
0: Yep, yeah, and I do love I do love that Miyazaki uh, himself is constantly baffled by the success of his work in the United States. When he was asked why American audiences respond, he was, I am constantly baffled by the fact that they do, which I love as well. Um, and, And again, to bring it back to what Breed said, I do think, and to what Dee said, I do think there is something in the fact that this is a very accessible movie to western audiences because as much as it is specifically japanese we talked about a lot of the ways in which it was it's still like alice in wonderland it's a girl goes to a magical world has an adventure comes back changed and basically grows up as a result of this journey and that's much more accessible perhaps than some of the stuff in princess mononoke um is there anything else you want to talk about anything we haven't discussed already in jumping out at people
2: um a couple of things just I'd love to give a shout out. We've kind of touched on it, but I just... My favourite scene in the movie, I just adore when they're falling from the sky and they're holding hands and the wind's blowing everywhere. I just think that that's so beautiful and romantic. So I don't, like, all hate Haku. Like, he's grand. It's just it's, it's, just, it's just when they first just listen, meet. when they're dying, when they're
4: plummeting to their death.
2: <laughs> it's just when they first meet, I was just like, oh, well, okay. Um, and then another Haku-related thing, actually. Um. Another moment that I loved was that hovering hand shot when he tells her to like this is when like the adventure is over and he's telling her to go back and her parents will be there and they're, they hold hands for a second and then he tells her that like he can't, she can't look back. Which is very Orpheus.
0: It's very, yeah.
4: uh, Yeah, Yeah, I imagine it's the whole, if you look back, you'll be stuck here.
2: That's what I was wondering. Is it like related to that Greek legend? And I just kind of love that, um, or I'm not sure if it is Greek, but I just love that, again, it kind of brings you back to the root of that character in that she just has this amazing sense of intuition. And whereas in other iterations of that story, the character always looks back, they can't help themselves, that they're curious, that she she's just kind of she's just being herself and not looking back because she knows that that's not the thing to do so I just I love that yeah. moment
4: there is a there's a funny thing about that because um someone interviewed uh Hayao Miyazaki about the that whole thing and uh, the fact that you know will we ever meet again and you know how uh Haku gives an answer yeah we will meet again and someone interviewed uh, Miyazaki about that and basically, the answer was so long that apparently it has led people to build a kind of, not a fanfic, but a, no, it is a fanfic, of basically uh, Haku and um, uh, Shihiro meeting again. Uh,
5: oh.
4: Yeah, it's actually, you can look it up, because he gave such a long answer in the, um, in the interview that it's basically kind of set up a spirited away too, but we're never going to get it. But it's just if you ever if if people are drawn to it, it is an interview that like kind of tugs at the heartstrings and that and like gives a kind of further adventure for Haku and um, Shihiro.
0: So I'm waiting for *Spirited Away* 2047. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the that's the. Starring version. Jared Leto as
4: Haku when he's come no. out of his 11th for 10. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be drinking river water all at the time.
0: Uh, and again, it we didn't mention it, but it's very quickly again Hayao Miyazaki's core themes. The, the love interest in this is a literal river that has been jammed <laughs> up. Um, Like You can't get
4: more nature than that, baby.
1: Uh, and the, the idea that the world is dying but don't worry that women are going to save it somehow. Yeah,
0: that sort of stuff. And, you know, and the
1: idea that like... They cleanse to the river.
4: Yeah, they literally cleanse the river.
0: And the idea that like life is so hard that even spirits need a bath spa day. It's like, like <laughs> modern... The modern world has grown so like disdainful of like spirituality and like tradition and heritage that, well the spirits might as well enjoy a nice bath so because that's all they're going to get and the contrast between say how the Audi is maintained versus how the you know what you call it the um the like the shrines aren't maintained for example Mm. at the start yeah kind Um, of
2: a concern with the environment as well that's kind of a frequent trope of Miyazaki too um
0: and and again the idea of kind of parenting and childhood like I love that one of the first lines from her mother when she's talking about the flowers is don't cling them too tightly or they'll die and you have that idea with Chihiro that actually she needs to leave her parents in order to become a fully functioning person. Mm. And, and you know, get a job. I,
4: I want a bouquet of roses. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got one rose? Yeah, it's not a bouquet. Uh,
0: <laughs> Alright then, I think that about wraps it up then. Unless there's anything else we want to talk about? Anything we haven't discussed already. Um, so what we normally do at the end podcast is we ask our guests to recommend something for listeners. It'll be something that you, uh, you're enjoying at the moment. Something related to the movie, something unrelated to the movie. So give our guests a chance to think about it. I'm going to ask Andrew to go first.
1: Um Miyazaki movies I like um that are on uh, Netflix, uh Porco Rosso um is a lot of fun um and looks great and um yeah it's just a joy. Um and it's kinda serious as well. Like like it's a it's a character with, with It's with not a, quite a flight sort of a fantasy noir um character um I guess. Um and uh, tragic. Um Pompoco <laughs> but, uh, that, I mean, that's a Takahata a big...
0: film not a Miyazaki movie yeah
1: yeah it's not Miyazaki it's Ghibli but um, yeah a, a, a lot of a lot of fun <laughs> you, have uh, you seen
4: Pompoco?
2: yeah no, I, I haven't yet. I've oh, seen sorry. Porco Rosso well,
4: watch Pompoko I know have, I the, know. have the have the, the fiance watch Pompoko
2: with you be, 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 uh, people aren't
1: crazy about it and I see why I, I love it, it I it think it's hilarious. hilarious I have a feeling yeah, there's I, a South Park not.
2: reference or South Park reference it, and Ivan will get a kick out of seeing the original yeah
0: yeah, I think the, you would do with the two fifty bounce myself if you ask me.
1: <laughs> in terms of like um, food, because I was thinking about food and trying to kind of <laughs> think about food. You and, cannibal. And,
0: uh, yeah, I the, would totally the, the, eat Chihiro's uh, parrots
1: parents. Uh, yeah, ja- ja- Japanese food I think is some of the best in the world. Like the, the, I was thinking about kind of onigiri. Um, which is, is 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 kind of well, uh, like it is it, is sort of like rice wrapped in 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 seaweed, takoyaki, which is kind of like octopus balls, and they are the best in Japan. And they, they they have them here, and there's there's hardly ever any um, octopus in it, or there's too much octopus, and it, and it's kind of chewy. Uh but they, it's 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 great. Um, uh, check it out, Don Donburi as well. Little uh, rice bowls with, like, um, salmon or chicken or eel. Uh, uh, um, incredible stuff. Uh, so, yeah, just ch- check out Japanese cuisine.
2: Right. And Dee, what would you recommend for listeners? Um, Yeah, so I have a couple of recommendation of fantasy series that are kind of transporting and world building and stuff like this, kind of off the theme of it.
0: Would you go so far as to say that they would spirit the audience away?
2: Yes. I like that. Um, so they're both on Netflix. One is Lock and Key, which I don't think got enough credit when it came out. But it's it's also very C.S. Lewis, actually. But I enjoyed that series a lot, even though I was watching it being like, this is probably for children. But I really am enjoying <laughs> it. And it's getting another season. And another one, which unfortunately isn't getting another season, but it's just so gorgeous and so brilliant. The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. I yeah. adored. it. It's such an incredible... I mean, I don't know. Maybe... Nah, probably won't Netflix, I mean, that way. No, <laughs> too, it was too expensive and it didn't reach
4: enough, uh, big enough yeah.
2: audience. Oh, it's such but a the bummer. Puppetry's the, amazing. The puppets, like the puppetry. I, I say, watch it anyway. And I mean, yeah. maybe what's nice about it is that it has an ambiguous ending that doesn't bring it back to the dark crystal, which is like such a dark movie.
4: I what I couldn't, what I couldn't do with uh, because I we actually watched, it. mean, you watched the first episode. I couldn't watch it because, you know, the, uh, the
2: ske-
4: Skeksis, the, the, the woman with the, with the, with the, um, nose, the constantly like snotty nose. I couldn't look at her every time she was on screen. It almost made me sick. It Andrew me. would it me need deeply. a shower. <laughs> yeah. Andrew would definitely need a shower. <laughs> and,
0: yeah. Andrew just takes the phone watching the dark crystal into the shower <laughs> with him. It's like it's the best way to binge this.
2: And since we are recommending some uh, Ghibli movies, um, yeah, I definitely second uh, uh, Porco Rosso. And then a couple of more recent ones, The Tale of the Princess Kajuya. Yeah. I think that might be my second favorite Ghibli movie ever. I loved, loved that film. It was so gorgeous, although it almost very much made me cry. And then I know it got a little more of a mixed reception than other Ghibli Ghibli movies get but I really did adore when Marnie was there I just thought it was such a beautiful exploration of female friendship which I don't think is something you see in movies a lot so I just really appreciated that Um, so yeah they'd be my recommendations Um, and Breed what would you recommend for people
3: Um, there's two things I was going to recommend which I'll say anyway in a minute but during (laughs) during the podcast uh, when we got onto the topic of dragons and you said everything is better with dragons and uh, a book series immediately came to mind that I'm just going to briefly mention. It's um, called Temeraire by Naomi Novak. And it's basically the Napoleonic Wars, but with dragons.
2: Oh, wow. Much
0: better Napoleonic <laughs> Wars, yeah.
3: Yeah, it is. And it the series of books goes through everything. Instead from, of
0: dragoons. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's <yes, laughs> no, appreciate it. Goes it goes
3: over like, colonization, slavery, goes all across the world, how dragons are treated in different cultures. It's, it's fascinating. And it, everything is better with dragons.
0: Yep, um, uh, Did it inspire some heated debate?
3: Yes, yes it did.
0: We don't <laughs> just have fire dragons. There are
3: like frost dragons. Yeah, there are brothers. all sorts of
1: dragons in this. Uh, they, they, you've offended me. You've offended me with that pun, Darren. I'm going to go. All right. I'm, I'm, this is the first time I'm doing it. I'm L- leaving Literally just walking, line, right. just walking out. Across the line. Just walking out. Thanks very Andrew, much, guys. Cheers.
3: Andrew, I had a personal recommendation for you from what you were saying about um, Japanese food.
0: Tell me. I love that Andrew's like I'm storming out right after this.
3: I am, I am. Graham, what are you saying to me? Sorry, Graham's that... I mean, talking to me. I'm not sure what's going <laughs> on. Um, no, so yeah. Uh, there's an anime called Food Wars. Play a Japanese school, um, that is a culinary school, and it the whole thing is based around them doing cook-offs, and the food is absolutely flawless.
0: No food waste.
3: It's it's amazing. Okay, it, It's food, basically food, food porn. Yeah, like it is.
0: Is it that okay is so really it's a easy. hardcore anime. It's a hardcore Darren, anime. Darren is is yes. Yeah. Alright, okay, Andrew, bye. enjoy. Take care. Bye um, everybody. Bye. I hope you have
2: bye. a pizza-ful no. <laughs> Ooh, pizza full evening. Pizza. I thought he was getting Japanese. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Um, sorry Breed, cut you off
3: there. Um on the Ghibli side of things, um, as we're at the end of Ghibli season, um okay. I'd like well, we've pretty much covered all the we ones. We have covered all the ones, ones on the list, yes,
0: we did. We'll do. just have uh, to I'd vote like to
2: up it. when Marnie was there or
3: something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'd like to mention a, a video game series that Ghibli actually animated called Nino Kuni, and it's basically like. I Well, I watched Graham play it, but it's just like an expanded Ghibli universe of all these little Ghibli characters, and it's just adorable. It's and very much awesome Wonderland. A
4: boy is transported into a magical world where he becomes a wizard. And and fights it's an evil wizard.
3: Just, it's, it's just more giving wonderf- wonderfulness if you want. <laughs> um, oh, and the last thing I will mention is I recently found out I got tickets for an event that is happening in July, which is uh, anime music by candlelight, which is basically all scores and themes from anime movies and shows performed by an orchestra in town. So looking forward to that. Nice.
0: So, presumably, yes. that'll include some Joe Asachi stuff. Because, um, again, we didn't single out the score, but the score for this is absolutely stunning. Yes, score yeah, it's, gorgeous. It's, just, it's a gorgeous score. Um,
3: it always is. It mm-hmm. is, to be
0: fair. Yeah, it does it feel is, redundant. It, it, it does. Almost
4: goes, it also, it's almost like it almost needs to go said. It's just like, it's a Ghibli
0: film.
5: You
4: know, Obviously, really the music's great. great.
0: Uh, and, Graham, what would you recommend?
4: Uh, well, on the topic of, uh, you know, Toplin and uh Demon Slayer, I highly recommend people watch that anime. Uh, the first season is on Crunchyroll. Demon Train, sorry, Demon. Slayer, got me doing it. Demon Slayer, moving Train is um, is coming to Irish cinemas, coming to Irish streaming, hopefully very soon. Um, I think it's, you can buy the DVDs or whatever because it's been out in America for ages. It's been in Japan for at least a year. Um, what about
2: recommend. you? Know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just. It's gonna, I'm it's just gonna go to it. I'm just gonna go and see. <laughs>
4: it's basically. Well, the the thing is, you need to watch the show to get the film because the film is a sequel to the oh, show. Oh, hold on, hold on. Not when they do. Hold that. on, hold
0: on, hold on. You mean you? We we did like we did Neon Genesis Evangelion. We, no, you
4: need to watch. You need to watch the anime to understand we, what's happening. We can.
0: We can, can do. We can do it, Graham. We can do no, it. it no, no, You
4: can't.
3: The se- season one ends. And film Literally, picks, where the film's going to pick the up. The film picks up from that moment. They on basically, a basically,
4: the the studio decided that, um, okay, cool. Season one was fantastic. You're
2: giving Darren extra work to do here. You uh, realise that's he what it's oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm the gonna, the same
3: thing for no yeah,
4: I'm, 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 I'm going
0: be to I'm going to I'm going to watch the the series anyway. I'm giving Andrew a bit of a get out clause yes. when this ah, happens. Fair. The thing
4: is, like, um, like the whole thing with uh, Demon Slayer is basically uh, this this character named Tanjiro lives in this world full of demons. They it's feudal Japan. And the whole thing is his sister gets turned into a demon. And it's at this point that he realizes that, that uh, he needs to become a demon slayer to kill the king of the demons because if he kills the king of the demons, it'll turn his little sister back into a human. And it's all about him going off and becoming... They're basically... They, they're demon slayers, but they're basically like the FBI or the CIA because they get paid by the government. They get give special weaponry. They have special privileges across all of Japan. And,
0: and trains. It's,
4: re- it's one of the you best...
3: The one most heart-wrenching thing about this thing is every time he's about to kill a demon, you get that demon's tragic backstory. Like, you find out how they so became kill right a So right before it dies, you get all the pain <laughs> and all the sorrow, and you feel, and then they kill and it. And then they kill so like, really? It's like, it's awful.
0: Uh, so, so it's a demon great. for that a... angst is what I'm getting. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of the
4: best animated uh, anime out there right now. Uh, also, One Piece, but I've always been bringing that up. Uh, one Piece is fantastic. Um... Uh, another show that actually came to Netflix that if people are looking for fantasy and for worlds to drop into is Shadow and Bone. Um, oh
2: yeah, I surprisingly yeah. enjoyed that. Ben I had
4: another chance at the Apple with uh, fantasy.
2: I had just oh, seen The Irregulars and that had really, really put me off just anything yeah. out of Netflix because it was just such poor quality. And then Shadow and Bone arrived like I, well I, I got the a screener st- for it like a week or two later and then I was like I kept on finding myself playing the next episode
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very addictive it's, 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 read the yeah. Yeah, is it a yeah, barnstorming adaptation? Series? which is rare <laughs> it's actually a good adaptation it's a
4: really good adaptation and then um, Jupiter's Legacy is out uh, currently uh, I also got a screener for that and I can happily say it's one it's everyone's saying is there a fatigue coming with the amount of superhero uh, IPs we're getting With Jupiter's legacy, I don't think so because it deals with a topic (laughs) Bree does. Bree thought when we were watching it's just like we've got to stop watching superhero shows. I'm kind of on on team breed, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think as long as there's good stories, it's okay.
0: I, I agree with th- I agree with Graham on that point, but I'm still on Team Breed in this particular instance. Do you not like Jupiter's Legacy? I did not care for Jupiter's Legacy. It was Do you
3: like okay. Mark Miller? We have had a it's lot of discussions okay. about Jupiter's it's Legacy. It's two
0: issues. It's two issues of Mark Miller's writing, which is already decompressed, <laughs> spread across eight hours of television.
4: I liked it. I liked Justin. Sorry. I, have to say I liked, Sorry. Like Justin. Sorry. Sorry. I sorry, it's good. It's like, sorry.
0: I was mean, no, fine. I just,
2: I, I wasn't. You know what annoyed me the most about it was that, like, all the characters were just dying all the time. I was like, what's the <laughs> point in connecting with anyone here? Oh, I'm don't worry. Gonna die oh, that, that the gets,
4: next episode. Gets, don't worry. That gets much worse. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, they didn't even do it like the comic. Like the comic is just like we're we're at in the in the, where the we're where the two issues
0: into the comic. We're like the, the, the entire yeah hours two, is two we're two each.
4: issues into we're two issues into a like like oh that's uh, but anyway that's uh, that, that's what i recommend Jupiter's yeah, yeah. Legacy really good fun also Invincible which is again great, great animation and really good storytelling deals with the another angle of superheroism in a fascinating way if you're a fan of Robert Kirkman um you'll be a fan of this and it's only it is also only 8 episodes long um and yeah i've also against i'm still reading Rhythm of War so uh, from Brandon Sanderson so it's another fantasy a collection at this point, fantasy uh, legacy that I really recommend to everyone. You need to read at least one of them, preferably Mistborn first.
3: That's I, how I start people. It's how <laughs> I, it's how I, start. I,
0: I feel like I should apologize to Graham there. I don't normally interrupt people's recommendations to be mean about them. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say that I did actually really enjoy Invincible. I think actually Invincible is very Actually, very between
3: well. Invincible and Jupiter's Legacy, we have been having a lot of conversations about superhero parenting. Yeah. yeah. It is. And how a Reed, Reed, doesn't think that,
4: Reed doesn't think that superheroes things. should be parents. They shouldn't. Oh. And I think that's not a fair hot, thing to say. Hot take.
3: It's, it's selfish.
0: Hot, hot take. Both Jupiter's <laughs> Legacy and Invincible are about terrible superhero parents. Invincible is a better story about
2: terrible superhero parents. Also guys, what about the incredibles? Yes, they're oh, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Bring it uh, back to animation. <laughs>
3: yeah. they, they did it right, Dee. That's the point yeah. though. They did it right. These are about uh, super- These story? are about superhero dads did not do it but really. but, the, but we've actually talked on this podcast about how basically um, okay. <laughs> Mr. Incredible, is his superhero his superhero
0: antics are treated like an affair. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Okay, okay we're going
4: to put it in that Sorry, here. sorry, sorry.
0: Okay. Darren, what's your recommendation? I feel, I feel like, we're, just oh going, I feel like we're, we're not ready to go for another two hours conversation. No, about no, 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 no. Superhero sorry. parenting. So, yes, just to wrap it up there neatly. Uh, my recommendations very quickly. Uh, last week we talked about Neil Gaiman doing the script for Princess Mononoke. I feel like I didn't give him enough praise in general. Uh, Gaiman's stuff is fantastic. i will hardly recommend it. Particularly love his run on Sandman, which is one of my formative kind of comic book, uh, runs. I think it's phenomenal. It, it really is, is something I truly love. Uh, when this is being released, uh, the movie Oxygen will be available on Netflix, um, starring Melanie Laurent, uh, from director Alejandro Aja. Um it is I really really liked it. It's very much like buried meets a second movie and if I told you what that second movie was it would be a spoiler. Uh but it is very high concept, very trashy, very B movie. Uh it had a, a lot of trashy. fun It's very trashy. It's oh, But fantastic. I also
2: kind of I also like couldn't stop watching it cuz yeah. like there, okay, cause we there, have it. there might be a twist or two. There might <laughs> be. There's not just a twister to too, like the things. yeah. The one yeah thing. But I'm telling like them how many to expect, and then there'll be yeah. more, and yeah. they won't know. Yeah. No. <laughs> Gosh,
4: like I, I need to watch it now because I have. I, I also have the screen around. And yeah. No, know, like, like, yeah. we've
3: got a lot of stuff to watch. Like yeah. the the thing,
0: the thing that I really love about like, like Oxygen is that I'm like. There's a point at which I'm like, this is too many twists. And then it keeps going. And I'm like, wait, is this the perfect amount of twists?
2: Um. The number of times you watch Princess Monodoke.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey. a- uh, and uh, and then other quick recommendation as well, um, because we're talking about Japanese cinema and because this is roughly J-horror J- adjacent, um, The Empty Man, uh, which is a horror movie starring uh, James Badge Dale it got released and buried in the middle of the pandemic. It it was the last movie, I believe, with the Fox, 20th Century Fox logo on it. Um, that's how forgotten this movie is. It is a horror movie. It is very much like David Lynch meets John Carpenter. It's really odd. It's very strange. Uh, It's very long. And I absolutely adored it. It is very much my jam. Is it jam.
4: scarier than Houseu?
0: No, very few things are scarier than Houseu, Graham. Very I've few films get the crap out of me. Um, but no, it no, it is. It's basically like what if Zodiac, but also like in the mouth about us. So I would, I oh wow, it's basically a movie that has become a new cult classic. Um, so yeah, I would wholeheartedly recommend. It's available everywhere. to Check it out. All right, then. So if people are looking for a bit more, uh, D, a bit more breed, a bit more Graham online, where can we find you? So D, watch up um, to where you at?
2: Yeah, Twitter is kind of my main social media platform. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Deirdre Moly. That's D E I own word um and then i'm also writing for entertainment.ie so you can find movie news and reviews and all this other stuff i'm really looking forward to actually to cinemas being open again yep. and being able to write about real life big screen <laughs> movies <laughs> not that like i'm discounting like you know <laughs> on demand platforms but it's not the same
0: i mean you don't think that are the, ir- the irregulars Yeah, you don't think that The Irregulars was like a a benchmark pop culture moment, no? Oh. oh. You'll be pleased to hear that there's not a second season coming.
2: Yeah, I saw that when it was cancelled. I was like, yeah, that's grand. I've never seen them
0: cancel something so quickly. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And it's
2: weird as well because it's on like something like 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, who likes this? Sherlock Sorry, fans. it was a to very people who like it.
0: <laughs> very irregular outcome. Now you know how Graham feels when people badmouth Justice League. It's like he just can't make sense of the critical establishment. Um Graham, where can we find you watch up to?
4: Uh <laughs> um my social media platform is also Twitter. Uh Graham Geek Era. That's g-r-a-h-a-m-g-e-e-k-e-i-r-e Yes! I uh, didn't know we could do it.
0: <laughs> um, you should specify to listeners the yes is not part of the. Um... Oh, the yes is not
4: part of it. Uh, there's also uh, Game Air, which is just G A M uh, lowercase. What's the lowercase space thing? Like? That's just called Underscore. Space? Underscore, thank you. E-I-R. OR. And uh, that's where I do my game reviews. Um, I will be reviewing and maybe streaming um, Resident Evil 8 soon. So, people look out for that if you're interested in Tall Vampire Ladies, because I know she swept the internet by storm when she arrived. And,
0: uh, <laughs> and The internet feels about Tall Vampire Ladies like you feel about dragons, Graham.
4: And Tall Vampire Ladies.
0: And Okay, I don't judge.
4: <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm also on Game Air. That's my uh, video game website. I write for scudon.com um, and I also do articles for The Escapist. Uh, who are who I'm very lucky to uh, be a part of along with Darren and um, yeah I also do interviews and stuff for um, movies.ie which is recently I did one about the bad batch that just came onto Disney plus oh a show I actually recommend that was really the first two episodes are out now I think at this point maybe three or four and they're it's a really great show did you and like did you like
0: the first batch of episodes?
4: I did <laughs> I'll allow that one they weren't and... a bad batch. Yeah. Then. No, no, more like badass batch. Uh, <laughs> I can't do puns, but I can try wordplay. That is. No, no, no it a, is, it is, yeah.
3: That's a pun? Oh, it's uh,
0: We're broad, yeah. We're, 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 we're a big church We're broad church-er. Um, <laughs> all right, and Breed, what can we find you? Where are you at? What's up to?
3: I'm having enough trouble with um, people randomly coming across this and my friends of mine uh, coming across this and contacting me going, I just heard you on a podcast. So no, I'm not giving any, oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you later. But um, though they did thoroughly enjoy it and have gone back through your back catalogue. So, you know, <laughs> um, so no, I, I have enough trouble with people finding me, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: To <laughs> <I do>. be <Pretty laughs> fair, Bree doesn't have
4: a Twitter or anything, yeah. so yeah.
3: Okay, well, I, I mean, yeah. you can find me on Facebook if you really feel the need to, but you know.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to take that compliment of people listen to the <laughs> podcast. I'm always pleased to hear that. Strangers listen to this podcast. But yeah, that's fantastic. All right then, we'll be back. Uh what we're doing is we're taking a week off because we gave you a bonus episode covering the father and the lead up to the Oscars. So next week we're gonna take a, a week off. This podcast is going to sit on our feed for a week to go. Uh, and then we'll be back with the wonderful Phil Bagner, the fantastic Chris Lavery. We're continuing our world tour, but we're staying in Japan, and we are taking a look at Harakiri the samurai classic from nineteen sixty-two, a relatively new entry in- entry on the list. And we look forward to seeing you then. Take it easy, guys. Thank you so much, D. Thank you, Breed. Thank you, Graham. It has been a fantastic conversation.